Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo! <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. I couldn't find my notes for a hot second, but then I found a sentence that just said, oh, that's a lot of bloody nose. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> holy shit. I part. forgot how, how terrifying that scene is. Like, so can you imagine excited. having a bloody nose, but then it's just like way too much? It reminded me of like the animes where they see a hot girl and their nose just pours blood. And yep, I was like, yep, is that yep. what happened? He was just like, oh, yep. she's so pretty. And I was like, no, she's no, so, no, She no. is. <laughs> I mean, is, granted. <laughs> She I mean, stunning. listen, <laughs> I would get a bloody nose too. I mean, my, She's my notes beautiful. for this are way longer than I was expecting. That Same. second watch, that second watch through was like intense. Um, <laughs> I have, some of them are very, very silly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Perfect. My notes are a mess. <laughs> yeah. Sh- sh- shaman bad, ghost bad, spirit <laughs> I bad. I can't figure it out. All bad, all good, all all real, none real. <laughs> I have just... no, my boy. <laughs> what a good place to start. I feel like we'll just start with that, and that that's my one sentence summary. No. Speaking of uh, not understanding, we're talking about the whaling. We're talking about the whaling. <laughs> we are talking about the whaling. <laughs> I'm really glad we have a guest because I don't understand the movie, actually. But I want oh. someone to explain it to me. You know what? I have done my homework on okay, this God. movie. So, and oh, yeah. I did my homework on this movie because after watching it, I felt very stupid. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, I was like, I loved that. And it hmm. gave me a never-ending ghost nosebleed, so I needed <laughs> to track down some answers. I'm yep. glad you tracked down answers, because instead I just thought about it and did no research. <laughs> For three days, I just <laughs> sat on the information and went, guess I'll never know. <laughs> oh, I was looking up Korean mythology. I was looking up, like, Japanese mythology. I was looking up uh, previous films and of the creators and stuff, so... I read. I have no. I have well, no answers. <laughs> I read a, like five different guides that all said that they were the definitive explanation for what Bullshit. happened. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> they were all different. So. Bullshit we'll guide. See. Yeah. I uh, I was watching it and I got about like an hour in and I went, I think I understand this, and then I checked the runtime yes! and I went, oh no, <laughs> I had an hour and a half left and I was like, oh, I, I don't think I understood it. <laughs> yeah, this is why I love this movie so much. Is it is deeply horrifying supernatural phenomena and then the whole story is spun out of the perspective of a very hapless very normal guy and it becomes clear very quickly that he is so out of his depth and that any answers that he gets are going to be extremely limited and i don't think that there is a right interpretation of this movie i think that the only thing that we can know is that we don't know shit and ghosts are scary and ghosts are scary (laughs) and also you can't lose that much blood you can't lose that much blood. Oh. Speaking of not doing oh, any research, oh. guess who forgot to do any research about? Oh, hey. <laughs> who directed it or anything? It cost it money to make, me. and then it did make some money back. Yeah. I, I think we captured that. Oh, I forgot to find out any research about it. 
Oh, you didn't do any? No, I know. I like. <laughs> I was so excited about being like, oh, I don't know anything about it, and I want someone to explain it, that I just did it. Oh, it's all good. I mean, the thing, the thing it's. Uh, I mean, it's a. You know, it's just a Korean horror masterpiece. No big deal. I got it. I got it. Everyone's so down for it. Everyone's going to be like, wow, Nikki really did her research. It's like she's reading it right from the Wikipedia page. I was trying to. According to Wikipedia, a All ghost All my notes is... come from Wikipedia. <laughs> and everyone's like, wow. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Webster's Dictionary defines ghost as. Wow. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Any toast or speech or whatever that begins with Webster's. Uh, Don't. Mwah, oh, it's perfect. so good. Don't get me started on Well, ghosts. the other thing is that, like, they use um, um, Eastern cultures use the word ghost a little differently yeah. than we do. Found that out. I was so, I was like, that man's a ghost? And I was so confused. But, okay, well, I have information. I got it. And no one's going to know. Let's do it. Uh, well, apparently it was directed by Na Hong Jin. Am I saying that right mm-hmm. at all? Okay. We're going to do our best. Yeah. Thank God. I, like, Googled it and, <laughs> yeah. like, listened to people say it, but I'm probably still going to be wrong. Yeah. Na Hong Jin. Uh, I guess his known for his film The Chaser? Have you guys seen that? Uh, I actually, seen... I have. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Is I was it... a, uh, a while ago. Is it also a horror film? Or it is, is it a, different? like, it is a, if I remember right, it's that one, it's a th- uh, thriller. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, well, so it's I I don't believe that it was technically a horror film, but you know Korean thriller cinema thrillers. tends towards the tremendously horrific. Like <laughs> old boy is labeled as a thriller. I That's would a argue thriller. A, no, I would argue it is okay. a horror film for sure. I was sure. like, uh, well, he won best director at the Grand Bell Awards, so mm-hmm. apparently it was very good. I need He's to see super, it. Super, super talented. <laughs> Webster's. <laughs> Dictionary. <laughs> I'm sure I'm that's what gonna, he started his speech with. I'm not going to open Webster's Dictionary for this, but I might. Oh, please do. Uh, Despite me, it's did. His follow-up film was The Yellow Sea. Webster's Dictionary defines the sea. No, I'm It defines yellow as... The color yellow is. And it apparently screened at Kane's Film Festival? Oh, and apparently, okay, and The Wailing was his third film. Neato. I'm not reading this. I had it written down, everybody, so... Everyone mm-hmm. relax. I'm, I had it ready. Didn't want to explain how something worked to a customer, so I said, "We'll perform money magic. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> they took it. They accepted that. Uh, cinematography was ooh Hong Kyung Pyo. I really absolutely hope I'm also saying that right. exquisite looking movie. The, oh, I know. Yeah. I couldn't believe how pretty this movie was. Chef's kiss. I loved it so much. Even with the face eating. Gorgeous. Even with the face eating, I was My okay. My throat with wasn't it. ready for the face eating, apparently. <laughs> I, was just I thought scared. that the face eating was particularly well framed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's worked with Bong Joon Ho a lot. Oh, dope. Mm-hmm. And I do love him. That's great. Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> God. I, mm, I love him um, so much. Uh, okay, well, I can tell you the budget. Let's get to the budget, the thing we all know the most. <laughs> So it was eight million dollars was the budget. Guess mm-hmm. how much it made? Kate can see it. <laughs> uh, twenty-five million. Ooh, Robbie, a guess. Um, I bet it did better than that. Yeah. I bet it did sixty, seventy. You're gonna disagree with my expert opinion. That's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm always I, I so good it, at this. <laughs> I bet it's seventy or eighty million. You were really close. It was fifty-one point three. <laughs> fifty-one point three. the box million. office, got it right. Yep, on. yep, mm-hmm. yep. So that was quite the return yeah like, horror movies uh always shock me when they're really like, well done because wild. you expect them to be so much more expensive than they are oh yeah 
the whole like Bloomberg model of like under five million for a budget, and then just mm-hmm. like step one, no money. Step two, market. Step three, profit. Profit. Yeah. <laughs> turns out those. Turns out that the question mark in that South Park gnomes meme uh-huh. is no no marketing. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Um, Next step, question mark. Turns out it was Blumhouse not marketing mark. your movie and it making tons of money anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got some good uh, facts, but you know what we did also forget to do is actually just introduce Rami. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we got so excited about just talking that I was like, yeah, yeah, people know Robbie. It's fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a friend. I'm a, I'm a friend of the show. I'm on all the time. Oh wait, I like. I literally went. Hey, Robbie, go ahead and guess the budget. And I don't think I said your name until that moment. <laughs> Great. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, yeah, I'm Robbie Knutson. <laughs> I run a, sh- uh, I run a show called Could Have Been Heroes, which is a, an, an actual play, uh, fairy tale, fantasy storytelling, goofball nonsense show that is a lot of fun, and we just wrapped up our first season and had a uber good time with it um and yeah and we are just old like podcast pals of the just cool with it <gasps> ladies and Same. i'm so excited to finally be uh doing some collabing and talking about horror <laughs> which we feature very heavily on our show so oh, um, really you don't say <laughs> listening to every episode three times <laughs> Yay! Oh, that is so flattering. Oh, it's amazing. I like how you thought we could introduce you. Bobby, no. You became the expert. (laughs) You were like, oh, you want me to do it? I was like, of course. (laughs) I mean, it should be the thing I know the most about myself and and my own show, but... uh, I'd have been like, it's Robbie. You guys know Robbie. You all know Robbie, right? Yeah, you know Robbie, right? Uh, All right, so I have to give a summary. A summary now? Robbie said it Good so luck. well in the beginning, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> ghost nosebleeds. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, someone someone's a ghost. It's my. Maybe. It's your best guess who. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. This movie is so coy. I constantly feel. <laughs> I feel like the movie is constantly being like, you think you know what's going on, but maybe you don't. Maybe. Maybe everything time. that. Yeah. Wouldn't it be maybe funny? Maybe everything if? that you. Maybe we've. <laughs> Maybe everything we've been making you think is complete misdirection and a lie. Mm-hmm. I was so flustered every time. I was yeah. like, who is it? <laughs> I just wanted to know. I know. And I I, know. at the end, they still really didn't tell really me. tell me. I, we'll get to it. I don't want to get too much away, but I truly just I don't understand what happened. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie about being completely consumed and surrounded and out of your depth and and they oh. captured that really really well that has made job. it that made has made it very frustrating for some some viewers who just really really want solid answers but i don't know i found it so refreshing to be in the realm of the truly supernatural the truly freaky like i felt like i was treading on like ground i was not meant to see and that i was out of my depth and that like understanding things were just gonna always be this like distant horizon for me you know yeah i gave Um, up hope on understanding anything and just rode the wave i was like i'm just having a good time I, I really think it's awesome to do that sometimes. I'm super excited to get to Nerd Corner because I just want information. I fought the tide the entire time is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> she, you couldn't, you had to, you fought it. I, was like, I can't let um, go. <laughs> okay. Um, so are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm very tired. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, 
I, when I was looking up summaries, I was like, okay, well, this movie is like two and a half hours long. So yes, it'll have like it a long. beefy summary. Rotten Tomatoes did not mince words. So Rotten Tomatoes said, suspicion leads to hysteria when rural villagers link a series of brutal murders to the arrival of a mysterious stranger. That's it. Boom. That's it. That's Yeah. That's, that is a Pithy. really well, well written description. Yeah. No. That's beautiful. It really just kept me in the dark, huh? I mean, it's almost, it's almost a haiku. <laughs> oh, if it, oh. <laughs> I almost said, is it? And then I was like, Nikki, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Nikki. <laughs> come on. I know what a haiku is. Come on. <laughs> okay. I forgot about the summary because I just assumed it wouldn't have one. <laughs> Which means now it's time for Nerd Corner. Okay. So <laughs> I've already confessed a little bit where I did not ride the wave of being pleasantly confused the entire time. I hate being wrong. I spend all of my time spinning wild conspiracies while watching films to see if I can mm. guess the twist before it happens. I don't <laughs> like being surprised. Like, emotionally, I don't like being surprised. Watching movie, I enjoy it. But, uh-huh. like, in terms of... I guess emotion is not the word. It's, like, um, mentally... Primally. or Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> well, my ego really can't wrong. take being surprised. So yeah. I always try to guess. So depending mm-hmm. on what retail or uh, synopsis or summary you accept, I was one-third correct. It's uh, okay. better than me. It's pretty much one-third correct across all of them, just with a different person each time. So <laughs> anyway, of the three major mystical characters, I correctly identified the alignment of one, depending on which interpretation you subscribe to. <laughs> so, so, so I feel like we should, we, should, we should say that the story of this involves three different possibly supernatural entities mm-hmm. each one of whom has an alignment that at different points in the story you will clock as absolute scourge of the earth evil mm-hmm. or as benevolent like trying to protect innocent children yep. at different points and until the very end of the movie honestly there is no way to even make an assumption so the fact that you are constantly trying <laughs> to identify where the source of evil and danger is coming from and are never able to do that makes me uncomfortable in a way that i have never experienced before in a movie mm-hmm. you can't tell where the evil is coming from it's the is the call coming from inside the house is it coming from outside the house i have no idea it's is the call the house who knows is the call the house <laughs> honestly is the house point... a phone <laughs> What is a phone? I thought they were all ghosts. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) We'll get to it. But you just said there were three different entities, and I got so confused that my eyebrows started twitching. I thought they were all ghosts. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) There, as far as I can understand, there is a ghost slash, like, demonically possessed man. (laughs) There is a shaman... I thought he was- Who I believe is that guy's apprentice. <laughs> and there is a spirit, like a Korean ghost female that m- may be trying to protect people in the village mm-hmm. or trying to eat them. I'm not 100% sure. The first one is the most commonly accepted based on the Reddit boards that I followed, hating every yep. second of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so generally the <clears throat> breakdown of alignment is like the stranger and the shaman bad the woman in white good yes i believe that is the most common accepted version of it mm-hmm. i have things to back that up but we can get to that later <laughs> just okay well oh. we'll get to what i thought later which was not that also we can move this closer to you when you're doing nerd corner oh, it's yours Look now i scream oh. anyway so. <laughs> so from the beginning i was in the corner of the japanese man 
mostly because I was like, ah, oh, he's the outsider. Okay, there's like hella historical context that I am only yep. vaguely aware of, but I know there's animosity and distrust, and the characters make that pretty clear by what they call the Japanese man. Yeah. Uh, but in a lot of summaries, he's referred to as the stranger, so that's what I'm going to call him from here on out. Ooh, that's good. I was calling him like the ghost in quotes because that's what everybody like kind of seemed to think that he was but i like that we'll call him the stranger that's perfect yeah. yes i was calling him the man so this is good, this is good. We three different. man 56 <laughs> i was like not the yeah man. so he's he's this older japanese gentleman who moves to this korean village um way out in the boonies like in the middle of like a wooded ravine area the sticks indeed and literally the sticks those trees mm-hmm. are skeletal and nightmarish everywhere so but so he moves there, and he um, is very mysterious, doesn't talk to a lot of people, and immediately rumors start flying about him. And the author, they, never mind, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, <laughs> but so he, he arrives, and everybody immediately starts um, throwing scurrilous rumors around about him. Scurrilous. But then he, he does start to appear at the scenes at the appear at the scenes of these crimes and does mysterious things like buying all the black chickens from the market and has a massive black mastiff dog and just these things that are are you know kind of trope like playing on our fears and tropes and but i agree uh immediately at the beginning i am totally on his side I oh, yeah. immediately assume that these superstitious villagers are going to run this guy out of town. And I think the author knew that we would do that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. We all definitely did that. <laughs> and it's really cool that we all did <laughs> Wait, you didn't? You didn't think? You thought he was bad right away? Yeah. <laughs> right away? I was like, who's this guy? And I was like, he looks real scary. And then, because <laughs> he, the, he was at these murders, just yeah. like yes, brooding. Yes, I know. But so, so we're like, all kinds of people. Yeah. The yeah, only they, thing that made him different is that he was he was the outsider in the village who was there, I, you know, well, rubbernecking at the murder sites. Jokes on you, Robbie. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick up on the fact that he was a stranger. I was just like, this man is ominous. <laughs> he is ominous. He does so much true. acting just, with his face is incredible. He was unbelievable. The guy who played him is. Mm. Uh, uh, June Kunimura, Kunimura, he is, oh, oh my God, chilling, utterly chilling in this movie. He's so beautiful. I mean, wow. So I'm like, A plus. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I keep no, you're good. good. But, but <laughs> we do that I ourselves. Thought that it, I thought that it was incredible how they were constantly playing off of whoever the was the target of suspicion I immediately caught myself sympathizing with mm-hmm. because of of the Salem witch hunts and the Inquisition and all this, you know, this <laughs> stuff. Anytime that, you know, you prosecute or persecute someone, I tend to side with them. And yeah. so they, the author was using that against us constantly. It was amazing. Yeah. So from the start, I thought it was going to be a movie about how our prejudices prime us to believe the worst about people and do horrific things. I was mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> so... <laughs> After a brief moment of stunned silence upon finishing the movie, <laughs> I promptly Googled interviews to the director and then film analyses. I mm-hmm. went to Reddit because it always ends at Reddit, apparently. And <laughs> I'll recover someday. But yeah, people actually okay. had like really good opinions. I just try to not get super deep into Reddit because it scares me. But um, yeah, uh, it's a lot of uh, the further e- down the thread you go, the more dangerous the, co- the content yeah. tends to become, the more upsetting it is to read. 
I will say the thread that I was following for the longest time, they were so damn cordial with each other where the person was like, I think that most people are incorrect in their assumption. And here's my evidence, like really long detailed thing. And someone said, I can see why you would say that. I think this, however, and it went on for pages. And he was like, if I may push back on that, I would like to say this. This He was like, I am never seeing this civility ever. Yeah. Dude, I think that horror fans are some of just the absolute best of the yeah. best at this, like letting other people have their own opinions. I mean, how many movies can you watch where the ending is, eh, <laughs> that exactly. before, before you just go, listen, everybody is going to be able to interpret shit in their own way, you know? This is a great example of that, and I can't wait I, to talk about it. <laughs> 100%. This movie is that. I do yeah. not think there is – I actually know for a fact that they cut – the original version of the ending because mm-hmm. it was too revealing because yep. they wanted to leave it more mysterious. Do you want to know what the original ending no, was? No, no, tell her later. Tell her okay. later. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, because I, 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 I need to hear about her confused reaction yeah. and then we can help her like try to find some firm ground. <laughs> fair, fair. Angels. <laughs> so prior to like reading all of those threads, I was really interested in the tension between religions because there was Christianity represented by the deacon, Korean shamanism represented by the shaman and upheld mm-hmm. by many of the villagers and then potentially Buddhism. I say potentially because it's said in passing when someone is speaking ill of the stranger. They're like, oh, he's a renowned professor or worse, a Buddhist. Yeah, they did say that. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> uh, but of these religions or spiritual paths, I'm only familiar with one of those, and that's Christianity. But importantly, mm-hmm. I am not well read on the intersections of colonialism and Christianity in Korea. I have a yeah. passing knowledge from reading the first half of Pachinko, which I have not finished yet. <laughs> So this means that I know enough to be dangerous and think that I know things, but not actually know things. <laughs> so I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that's why I did a lot of research. But this is all to say, I assume the movie was going to be like a commentary on the tension between beliefs and folks who differ in belief, especially within a rural mm-hmm. setting. And I was wrong. So I have several quotes that explain just how incorrect I was. And you can find those in the extended show notes. But suffice it to say, Na Hongjin grew up Christian and added Korean shamanism because he knew that a movie that didn't bring something new to the mix wouldn't be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's, well, obviously, but he's like super well-versed in like the canon of traditional horror classics. Mm-hmm. Like he yep. talks about like The Exorcist and all of those things. Um, and so he had a really straightforward line when he said, I added shamanism simply because I am Korean and this is a Korean film. <laughs> Yep. And I was like, okay. And it reminded me of when Jordan Peele was talking about like how he wanted a movie about a black family that wasn't centered upon like their oppression society. And mm-hmm. Na Hong Jin wanted a movie that was by a Korean foregrounding Korean folks, but didn't have to delve into the past several centuries of conflict and strife. Aww. So it was a good reminder for me, <laughs> thinking I know things. Yeah, uh, he made it he made it very human. Yeah. It isn't it isn't trying to because originally I thought I also thought that this the fact that it is a Japanese immigrant mm-hmm. is going to inform the story, but it's actually a bit of a red herring. Yes, in that in the end, the fact that the guy came from Japan doesn't really matter at all. It mm-hmm. just mattered in the bitter hearts of some of the villagers and in their prejudices against him, but. Honestly, it just clouded their vision as to what was going on, their prejudices, and it was a very human story about, um, ugh. well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> about uh, bad, negative, terrifying things, but yeah. um, there, 
one of the interviews that I read, the interviewer was like, oh, like, you know, it was a Japanese stranger and clearly there's so much conflict. He's like, oh, no, no, this is not about xenophobia at all. Uh, and then he like went forward and he said he wanted an actor and therefore a character that bore a facial similarity to the Korean characters. It would help set up not a fear of the other, but the unknown and sometimes unknowable. So mm-hmm. in his words, it was like there are invaders in the castle and he can't tell if they're allies or enemies. So that's like what he was going for in terms yeah. of hiring or yeah. like casting a Japanese actor. Huh. So right. now we know what the movie wasn't. <laughs> uh, what did the director intend? So apparently, dealing with the grief from senseless loss. And it came from losses that he personally endured. Mm-hmm. So here's a long quote from an interview he did with The Playlist. So amazing. During the break after I finished the LSC, several deaths of my close acquaintances followed one another. Attending a funeral had become a rather common ordeal for me, but it felt much worse back then. The deceased were my close friends, and in no way felt like a common experience. Unfortunately, their deaths were not of natural causes, leaving those who are left behind all the more sorrowful. Funerals usually last three days in Korea, and all throughout those days I pondered about their deaths. The questions raised during those days coincided with the things that I've always been wondering while making my previous films. The question was, why did they have to be the victims of all people? I already had the answers for the how. What I had to find was the why. So I began to meet and talk to the clergy of various religions, which was the starting point in this film. Wow. Yeah. That's so sad. Holy shit, that's oh, amazing. And, no, and, that that makes so much sense to me yeah. as like the mm-hmm. underpinning of this because this is a story about death and evil coming for people at rant seemingly random mm-hmm. from an unknowable location mm-hmm. the whole movie is trying to figure out which of these three supernatural entities are causing the harm and the evil and the violence to the characters and being unable to know where it's coming from and why there's this incredible line that the shaman says mm-hmm. about about the demon as to when the when um sorry uh jong the main character asks him you know why my daughter why did you why did it attack my daughter and and the first shot we see of the jap the japanese man the stranger is of him fishing and putting a little (gasps) and and putting and putting hooks into worms and the Mm -hmm. shaman says that it's when you go fishing you don't know what you'll catch just like that the demon is fishing it's putting it's putting this evil out there and it doesn't know who will take the bait or who it will hook but for whatever reason your daughter is her spirit is the one that took the bait and there's constant references telling you it is the stranger it is the outsider but your internal prejudice against being prejudiced is what <laughs> Is what lets the evil in. Like, would you... Yeah. It's, uh, it's just so frustrating because it's like, we are trying to be good. We're trying to be fair. And we let the evil into our house. How many hitchhikers have been picked up because the driver saw them out in the rain and picked them up? And then the hitchhiker who preyed on their willingness to be good and to be kind murdered them or robbed them or or something and vice versa you know your willingness as a hitchhiker to trust a stranger gets you killed it's just it's the worst thing is when when evil preys on your goodness anyway sorry wow what it (laughs) but that makes so much sense to me yeah Yeah, the first thing you do is see him fishing oh my god and that was pretty much what you said like the story about you know a fisherman doesn't know what he's going to catch he just baits a hook Mm -hmm. uh 
like the thing that the director wanted to focus on is like there's no why to senseless tragedy and that makes it harder to resolve and i think that's something that like the sheer number of interpretations underscores in this so people usually break it down into three entities the shaman the woman in white and the stranger various combinations of good and bad we know the most widely accepted arrangement and i'm like going through it's like we already summarized this so i don't have to say that but the most widely accepted (laughs) arrangement is Uh that the japanese stranger is a demonic magician right like an evil wizard so evil sorcerer right and possessed by a devil and that the shaman who pretends to be helpful and pretends to be helping them is in fact his like apprentice is his like in cahoots with him and that the and that the mysterious woman in white is actually a local entity that is trying to protect the little girl but we can never tell because things are shown in these such a way that mm-hmm. we leap to conclusions. Yep. It's I really I cannot wait to talk about the the mag- <laughs> the magic scene, the ritual. Oh, yes. That's I think that's the best scene in the movie because of the way that what you're seeing is constantly making you question whether or not you're jumping to the right conclusions. And I think I have my interpretation of what I think was happening there, but only after watching it like 3 times, you know, and yeah. Reading reading a bunch. <laughs> Yeah. I think I need to watch it again. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think you like, should. I think you should give it another one. Oh, definitely. Because mm. I would like to understand. <laughs> I want to so know. Hot. But I loved it. So that was great. So I think we've talked about this before, but sometimes I get like salty about ambiguous endings if mm-hmm. I think it's because like the director was afraid they couldn't make something good enough. And so they were just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'll just let you figure it out. But in this case... There are so many scenes and images that are used to support various aspects of multiple theories. And I think that reinforces this struggle of finding the why. And it's so intentional. And it's not because he couldn't come up with a good answer. It's because the point is the struggle and the confusion. Mm -hmm. So when I Googled ambiguity and grief, I found that there is a term, ambiguous loss. And this refers to a loss that occurs without closure or clear understanding and leaves a person searching for answers and thus complicates and delays the process of grieving and often results in unresolved grief. Thank you, Wikipedia. Not Merriam-Webster. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is so real. It's Mm -hmm. like I always wondered until I suffered um, the death of my little sister, I always wondered what difference does it make to people if they know how or yeah. or when like but i always wondered about those you know you have a, a kid go missing wouldn't you rather they just be missing yeah. than find out that they were murdered and it's like absolutely not no no no. you need closure yep the not knowing because we're so it's such an ungrounded entity the human is so ungrounded it uh i mean your imagination is your own worst enemy and oh yeah yeah, yeah ambiguous loss that is absolutely what this movie yeah. is about and ambiguous loss can be further divided into like two types. So there's physical loss and psychological loss. The physical loss could be a missing person, which resists closure because they're not here, but a body hasn't been found. So you just don't mm-hmm. fucking know. And a psychological loss could be a loved one being taken by dementia. And mm-hmm. so when I was watching the opening scenes, my grandma and my grandpa on one side both died of dementia, basically. Yeah. Oh. And so like watching so him like try to hook that worm i saw like his yeah. lips kind of quivering and his hand shaking a little bit and was like Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah so in that it's a psychological loss because their body is there but their memories and personality often aren't mm-hmm. so what do we see in the whaling <laughs> lots of loss of various types so oh so yeah. many kinds and primarily the father focuses on the psychological loss of his daughter 
afraid that it will eventually become a physical loss as well. Mm -hmm. But she's there covered in a rash, thrashing, trying to kill people. But she's there physically, not there mentally. So she becomes a stranger to him emotionally as we come to learn and believe that she's possessed. So there's that fear of the unknown threat, the anticipatory grief, the desperation to avoid it. And then after the worst possible thing happens and he loses his entire family, there's no processing. There's no resolution. He instead sits there remembering happier times instead of living in that horrific moment. And, you know, we've said, like, the father asks the woman, why? Why my family? And she Mm -hmm. said, the sins of the father, which in this case, she said, we're suspecting another and causing their death. But he's distraught and confused. And he says, but that didn't happen until after my daughter was targeted. And the woman doesn't really have anything to say to that. And to some, this reinforces that the woman is a spiritual being that experiences time in a nonlinear fashion. That's okay. Okay, sorry. I caught that on the second watch through. Yeah. And the the supporting element of that um, comes uh, comes earlier. Hold on. I took a note on this. Yeah. So timeline. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the perception of time. That makes the moment that makes him rush home at the end is because he perceives time in a different way than she did. There was something else in the movie where time was out of sync, where Mm -hmm. something happened that someone else knew of ahead of time. Oh no, I can't find it. Do you know what it is? Do you remember what the? Mm -hmm. There's another. There's another point in the story when, uh, when time when time is out of sync and. Some no, some element. Shoot, I'm gonna have to come back to that one. Yeah, I don't remember. Whenever you remember, or whenever you find it, just yell it. Whenever it is, <laughs> it'll be a good time yeah. to go back to it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and then, so some people think that like the nonlinear timeline, and then to others, this is pointing out that sometimes there isn't a fucking why to why things happen. That mm-hmm. she was giving an explanation, but it's not actually the explanation. And I know, and because she's she's mystical. We, we tend to hear whatever she says as direct truth di- mm-hmm. downloaded from the author to us when, in fact, she might be guessing. Yeah. She might be supposing and she might be wrong because she's the spirit who's contending with this demon. And, and so she might not have full understanding of it or its motives either. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, I, I think that it is possible that these entities experience time differently than we do. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm so no. close to like an epiphany, but <laughs> it's like right there. Yeah. Uh, and I think, so basically there are a lot of interpretations of like, even just that scene, but I think it's interesting that in exploring grief and loss and the search for answers, the director wanted to make certain of one shared experience. And I have another direct quote with the same interview I quoted earlier Uh, The interviewer basically asked the question, who did you make this film for? And the director said, I have no idea what kind of person you are to watch my film. Nevertheless, I tried to make a film for you. Whatever ideas come to you while you watch the film, they're yours. I want this film to be your own. On the other hand, there is one thing I wish everyone who watches this film to feel, regardless of who they are. A condolence for those who disappeared after having fallen as victims of the world. And for those who are left behind. I sincerely wish this film gives you some time for condolences. And it, then it was crying time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. God. I mean, the movie is devastating. Oh, God. Like, and it's so funny because I sympathized at different points with every yeah. character in mm-hmm. the movie. Even yeah. the evil ones. I was oh, yeah. fully feeling bad for at different points. 
Yeah, and so, like, the TLDR of this nerd corner is basically, like, I thought this movie was going to be a commentary on a societal issue, but instead it was, like, an exploration of personal grief. And I'm still, obviously, turning through multiple interpretations, trying to see what would bring the most satisfaction. But what would that mean? Would that be closure? Would that be justification? What would a resolution bring me? What role does ambiguity play in society? Like, what role does this movie fulfill? What does it do? How does it operate in a society where there aren't clear answers? And what does it ask us to think about or consider? Mm. And that's society. Snaps. Snaps. Oh. Snaps. Hey, thanks. I don't know if you can hear my snaps. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I use my psych degree. <laughs> I just... It's so sad. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a bummer. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I Obviously, as I discussed a little bit in the beginning of this, I didn't pick up on oh, so much. I thought the man was evil from the beginning, and now I feel wow. like a dick. Like- See, I so for the rest of us, it had to like we thought we were suspicious of him at first, but then eventually sympathized with him, and then had to circle back around at the end. You just you just <laughs> stayed opposite. at the start. You yeah, were ahead okay, of the curve. Okay. I was you were ahead just ahead of the curve. Of the curve. You're just um, very psychic. The moment I saw him like at one of the crimes, and they like zoomed in on him, and he was just you know doing his like scary stare. I was like, that man's evil. And I don't know. And it was so horrible. I did not know at that point that he was like the stranger. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was just another man from the village. So mm-hmm. I was just like, that guy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They they, they only refer to him as as the stranger. But it would be easy to not know which of these people they were talking about. Because at first, as- yeah, I thought he was just, I thought he lived far away, but was still part of the mm-hmm. village. I didn't realize that he was straight up like, he had just shown up like not that long ago, right? It's also it's him being shown in those uh secondhand stories of the yeah. man, the demon stalking through the woods. That's the same actor, but it would be very easy not to recognize him in all of yeah. that blood and makeup. So and the loincloth. That yeah, is that's and the loincloth. Yeah. Let's be honest, we were all looking at the loincloth. Yeah. Like, that cute honestly? little Buddhist loincloth thing that he's wearing. I... Also, I totally remembered what the time thing was. Ooh, oh, wait, what was yes. it? Okay, I'm sorry. So, no. my theory after watching the movie for a second time is that the mystical entities experience time differently than the human entities, which leads to the great tragedy at the end. Mm-hmm. Because not only is the sin that he committed, his so the timeline goes like this. His daughter got sick. Mm-hmm. He goes there, accuses the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kills the guy's dog, brutalizes the guy, treats him like garbage, and then suffers this horrible consequence. But how can that be? His daughter got sick first. He start so it's basically a like he started it. Mm -hmm. But maybe this thing knew you were going to come and kill his dog and was punishing you ahead of time. But then it's like so. But if he hadn't done that, wouldn't it have been? But if time is this this ocean that they can see all of at once. And at the end of the movie, there's another example of time not working how we're expecting it to. The woman in white says to him, don't go home. Oh, yeah. Or you will lose your family. Mm -hmm. And we have seen the little girl possessed again, eyeing a knife. And Mm -hmm. we understand time to be that, well, during this time when she's talking to him and he, and saying, don't go home, don't go home. If you go home, horrible tragedy will befall you. 
we think, but that's when the murders are taking place. Yeah. And then he goes home, and sure enough, the murders have taken place. But if you, in your interpretation, believe the woman in white, that means that whatever's going on is powerful enough that if he had had faith in her and not broken her spell, (gasps) that time wouldn't have gone that way, that events already in the past wouldn't have happened. So by going there and breaking the spell that she's cast, he is making that have already happened. Mm. So there are multiple instances where time is this like mind fuck. Mm-hmm. And I, already it, had, it, I already had so much to think about, Robbie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just like, I, I'm I was really hoping. Like, <sighs> the, I, I really hope that people watch the movie before oh, they God. watch it. There's no hope if you haven't watched it. <laughs> this, oh. this, this will make no sense no. to you if you. Like, if you're listening to this in a, like, should I watch this movie? Not, um, uh, we're, uh, this, this is no help at all. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. If so I'm I, already, I had, to say, I had like, to say that before I lost it again in my head. Yeah, no, of course. That makes so much sense, and I hate it. Because that adds one more thing that I was like, I, oh didn't, I didn't catch it. But I, ugh, I love this movie. Do I understand it? God, no. But I don't mm-hmm. care. Because I think mm-hmm. it's so good. Um... I don't... Do any of you know who did the makeup specifically Shit, or no. the VFX? Effect, like, all those um, effects? Because I meant to look it up, and then I, I didn't get a chance. But I loved it, and it scared wow. the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, scary-ass movie. I I don't get, like... Uh, I don't usually get, like, nauseous at, like, movies, and, like, gore doesn't bother me at all. But this one, like, really... <laughs> Ugh, I was eating me. fake meat. I'm vegan, so I was eating my like heathen fake meat and fake cheese and tomatoes. And I bit into a tomato during the zombie scene. It's like oh, no thanks. Oh. <laughs> it was so oh, gross. Man. I I agree. I think some of the most intense gross out move it, m- moments, not gross out, but like just visceral horror yeah. moments. When that guy, uh, the the original <laughs> murderer, is in bed. And nope. contorting, and he oh, finally that's succumbs. That's the one. And he te- he contorts so hard that his collarbone shoves out of his chest. I <gasps> and then he he fills up his respirator with blood, like ungodly, just wild. Before Ooh. I realized it was his collarbone, I was like, "Oh, chest burster! I've been primed for this. I know Do what's you- up." <laughs> Yeah, you were hoping for, oh, they're all, they all have demons in their bellies. I Don't worry. I can ground myself again. Yeah. If something had popped out of his chest, I would have been like, okay, I'm back on board. I understand. This I get. <laughs> I was like, you can't trick me. But they did. They did trick me because it was his bone. <laughs> um, all of that to say, I, I liked the effects and how bloody and like scary it was. But also, um, the lighting in this movie was almost completely just natural. Mm. Oh, um, so beautiful. And it was gorgeous. And then it made all of the unnatural things just look like they belonged in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like it, mm-hmm. it didn't feel, uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel fake, which made it It felt scary. authentic. Yeah. It felt, like, though, I wrote down the ugh. first note I took was, Oh my God, the set decoration. Yeah. The like, set design. The, those spaces are so meticulous, so detailed. So... The camera will pan over a scene of horror where bodies are strewn or just a house full of people living. Yeah. And they are meticulous. Like, they thought about so much. Oh, sorry. No, I got really excited. Yeah. <laughs> my soul left my body. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was like, Ugh. 
So the director's grandmother, like that's her hometown. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Where it's oh, wow. filmed. Yeah. And so he was talking about how like the trees are living and how he was so intent on filming specific locations because he wanted that like deep spirituality and belief and just mm-hmm. mysticism like per meeting. And it's just like, first of all, gorgeous as hell. Second of all, just deeply meaningful to him. And wow, right. you could see that, like, whenever I they're, like, driving be- through the mountains. I, I'm so happy you're telling me these details. It's, <laughs> making me love it. yeah. it's making me love this even more. It was gorgeous. Like, yeah. the, and, and that's what made it scarier is because, mm-hmm. like, it was so quiet and so pretty that it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security. Because, like, the first shot is gorgeous. The Like, the, the scenery mm-hmm. is just beautiful. And then you get to this, like, murder. And I'm like, uh-uh. And like that- you said about... Like, oh, sorry. But like, like, no, I was just going to the... say that transition. Damn. Oh, I know. And then the set dressings, like you said, are incredible. And I don't know why this stuck out to me specifically. But like when they go through some of the houses, and obviously it's disgusting. There's a murder. And a mm. nest. And a nest. We'll yeah. get to the oh, nest. Oh, the nest. The shamanist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hated that so much. But like when you look around, there was just like normal stuff. Just laying around. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a rice cooker that was just, like, spilled mm-hmm. and, like, full of dirt and blood. And, like, there was just so many normal household things. But it made it worse because it just felt oh, like an yeah. actual home that was just destroyed. And it... Incredible set irks design. me. Oh, it was incredible. Like, just the tiny things. You don't realize mm-hmm. how much the little tiny things, like, make a huge difference until Add it's, up, like... like yeah. Because if you took it away, it just wouldn't feel as... I don't know. It just... It was beautiful. Yeah, that opening transition, like you're like you're saying, into mm-hmm. the first murder. Because yeah. we see him at home. He tries to leave. The rain pouring down off of yeah. his front step. And his mother comes out and is like, you're not going anywhere until you've had something to eat. Right. And she makes him come back inside. And he's shoveling food in. This and his family, so fast. his family is around him. And it is just so real and so wonderful. And then that boom, that hard transition into the first murder scene where he walks up and you see the murderer handcuffed, his eyes rolled up into his head, covered in this rash, ungodly blood smeared on the open door. It is just out of control visual. And then you go into the house and it looks just like his house. Yeah. The house that we just came from, the beautiful, idyllic little house completely ripped apart. And the just the details make me just feel so queasy. I'm mm. amazing. And like, you know how much oh. they, and they were in the movie for like five seconds. Oh, oh yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it was just, it felt like a real home. So that was unnerving right away, but not just that, but the sound design was mm-hmm. so just like the lighting felt so natural mm-hmm. that it just, it, it almost felt like a, like a documentary the way it was shot mm-hmm. because like, Ken Burns style. Yeah. Like it wasn't <laughs> like, it wasn't oversaturated like some movies we watch and it wasn't like purposefully like undersaturated. It wasn't all one color. Like, you know, it wasn't like the twilight blue filter. Like it just felt like the colors were what they were supposed to be. Everything was what right. it was supposed to be except for the ghosts. And like, Yep. It was just so great. It felt like a real thing. And also, the acting from everybody was incredible. But I like that there are tiny bits of, like, little humor, oh, like, kind yeah. of thrown in. It's super funny. It's yeah. really funny. I couldn't funny. believe how funny parts of it are. They and do a great job, sorry, of making the cop, like, the guy, bumbling. the main character. It's just yeah. kind of bumbling. Uh-huh. And so at first, you're kind of like, oh, this is funny. He's, like, not very good. And then you're like, this is less funny. <laughs> Like, <laughs> he's not oh, very good at being a cop. Not. No, he isn't. He's no. so bad. He like keeps falling. 
rolling in the mud. He keeps being oh, like, no. sorry, my I was late, like, again. And everyone's, like, making fun of him. And you're like, he's a really bad cop. <laughs> oh, yeah. That scene... The, at the second murder scene, where the, the, the woman who Ma'am. is burned and smoldering, she's literally on fire a little. Awful. And she charges him. And he's like, hey, 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 somebody stop this insane woman. And it's like, you're a cop. Why you. are you doing you. it? You do it. He and literally... she attacks him. And oh, man, they are so bumbling. I thought that was very I appropriate, was... though. Oh, yeah. Because if a like demonically possessed woman came charging at me, I mean, I we all want to think that we'd be like, you know, Mia Jovovich in Resident Evil, and right? we're all John Goo falling in the mud. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. absolutely. I loved it. It's just like every moment was just great. He's always late. He all, like when the woman appears in the window at the and police station, he goes, ah! <laughs> and, <laughs> and he hides behind the desk. And they hide. cry. He I keeps saying, you get it. Go look. You go look. And I'm like, buddy, mm-hmm. you're a cop too. You're both you cops. Look. Go, you go get her. Also, horrifying to think about that later. They realized that that was the woman who went home that night, killed her whole family, and burned her house down. And if they had done something, if they hadn't been superstitious and scared, they could have stopped her. And that's why it's so amazing that they make them so bumbling. Because not only is it, like, funny, it gives you this moment of humor... It makes you realize that, like, there's so many things they could have stopped. Oh, (laughs) And, like, possibly done something but they were like no 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 mm-hmm. uh and it was and it makes you realize that you would have done the same thing. exactly oh he's <laughs> very human he's at the crime scene and he's like mm, someone better do something i was like oh that's how that's i me. feel when i don't know oh, how to help yeah. someone i'm just like when that girl I sure just... hope somebody solves this mystery yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're like, gonna get that right <laughs> But that girl's throwing rocks at him, and he's just going to stop. That I love I'm that like, so much. aren't you a cop? Like, and, and you find just... out later that that is this mystical, benevolent spirit that is currently doing battle with the demon that is infecting the okay. town, and she's like kind of trying to get his intention, and like, uh, it's just See, so that's... amazing. Speaking of, so that is her, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. thank you. That's her. So, she's wearing she's always... the jacket. Yeah, right. she's always wearing a different article of someone from the town's clothing right. who was or is currently a victim of the creature. And that's why I, that's where I thought you were talking about the time mm. is when she's in the house and he's like, yep. are you a witness? Did you see this? And she's like, yep. oh, I always see it. And she's like, I always do. And I'm like, does she mean yep. the ones that have already happened? Uh, like, yes. and the ones that oh, shit, haven't? Oh, my God. Boom, my head exploded. Yeah. See? You're like, right. She's like, I yeah. always see it. And I'm like, do Fuck. you mean like... The, the ones, ones that are yet that, to come. And that's why she was trying to help him to be like, I yep. always see them. Like, I Oh, I know listen. it's going to be you too. Right. And I she's know like, your daughter is in trouble. And she oh was like gosh. trying her best. But then he mm-hmm. runs off and it's like, well, I've got a witness. And he's trying to get more people involved. So she's yep. like, I got to go. She like dips. She disappears. And then <laughs> right. what does he run into? The demon. Right. So then I was like, I and thought that's what you meant by the time. Oh. That transition is bananas because he comes running back in looking for the spirit woman, can't find her, goes out the back of the house and runs into the demon who oh, ch- tackles him. And then, and then he wakes up screaming in his bed and we go, oh, it was all a dream. But they didn't give us a proper transition. No, nope. They gave which. us a smash cut from the assault to him in bed. So was it a dream? Probably they, not. They do that same thing too with, um, I can't remember his name, but the guy that saw him in the woods the first time. Do you remember... Um, uh, the guy who saw the demon in the woods, like oh the oh, I can't um, remember his name. I know it's like a story, so it's like they give you the that hunter, same yeah. thing where it's 
you don't know if it's real because they're like, oh, I heard it from this guy and I heard it from. Yep. So they give you that. It's not a smash cut, but it's this like hearsay. It's like a flashback, a story. But, they're but this, showing you what the guy's yeah. telling you. And yeah. the scene that you're seeing feels so real that it's like, did it happen? Speaking of that scene, though, that's one of my favorite shots in the whole thing is that it's um kind of like a POV from the guy hiding behind the like log. Yep. And it's so, because it's so far away. And I love that you have to like, look closely to see who this person is in the in the little loincloth and what mm-hmm. he's doing but you don't want to and you can see the camera like subtly dipping below the log to be like no no i don't want to look <laughs> yep and it's so cool oh, it man. made it feel real again oh yep. i loved it so so much um, i think that one of my fa- other favorite things about the the structure and production and presentation mm-hmm. is that the different scenes the way they're shot the way they're composed the way they're lit all of that kind of stuff matches so clearly the tone of what the main character jong gu would be thinking and feeling. yeah so when he's having that beautiful day with his daughter by the side of the lake mm-hmm. they do this cut where they show the two of them sitting there it looks like the freaking shire like it's Beautiful. bright, it's lit, it's almost fantasy esque. Mm-hmm. And then immediately in the next scene, he goes to another crime scene, and it is dark, gritty, realistic, nightmarish. Like it's almost like they're trying to reaffirm to you that this story is being filtered through human perception. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful what you believe and what you like, uh, you know, discredit because right. people are wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It also had this feeling, because, like, once you, like, talked about how it's about grief and everything, it also gives Mm -hmm. you the sense of, like, this can happen anywhere type of thing. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, this place is beautiful, and this place is idyllic, and I love it. But, like, look just, like, a little bit further over, there's a murder. Mm -hmm. And it's grief happens to everybody. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is. It's, like... No way out. Oh, so Mm -hmm. it... Once you read that, it was, like, oh, no, it hurt more. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, The Foley was juicy. I was gonna say, Juicy Foley. The sweet, juicy Foley. Every sound that they did when he's chewing on the deer, the squelching. (laughs) I was like, so good. There is a shot in there where he pulls out of the deer's belly and like you see flapping entrails like coming out of his mouth and you can like hear them slapping against the side of his cheek, even though he's like way over there and they're just faint enough that it seemed, yeah, you're right. Damn, juicy, juicy, good Foley. Foley. And they did a good job of keeping that just as natural as the lighting. Cause some movies Mm -hmm. like Evil Dead purposefully (laughs) overdo it where it's like, oh yeah, blood. And you're like, I know, I get it. Right. And then in this one, it's like, well, it feels too real. And I, Mm -hmm. just like the rain, the rain sounds were so natural. Uh. It didn't, it wasn't, too loud because like you could still hear them talking but it's still you could almost tell that they were talking louder to be like oh it's raining like we have to mm-hmm. the sound was beautiful <laughs> wow yeah yeah i didn't yeah it sound is always uh so underappreciated when it it's is done so like well sound and lighting are my two favorite things because i think that like without them you just you miss so much like mm-hmm. i think that oh if this God. movie had more saturated oversaturated lighting it would just take away from yeah. A I lot agree. of the feelings. No, I think the, the the presentation is about perfect. I don't think mm-hmm. I would change a thing I, no. about it. I, I think mm-hmm. keeping it so natural is perfect. And also, okay, <laughs> I just read my notes real quick, and I have to say it before I forget. 
that scene where he's, you know, being attacked by the woman that we talked about. And he gets, <laughs> the like, woman who's, like, on fire. Yeah, so my favorite scene in this whole movie is he's, he's been attacked, he's been torn down, and he stands up, and this very kind old woman, I don't know if it's improv or if she just genuinely didn't know, she picks up his hat and just puts it back on his head. <laughs> and he, he goes, and, like, touches his head, like, oh, shit. Oh, I lost my cop hat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't because know. Because it, oh, what an incredible moment. I it don't makes you know realize they, to. It makes you know, realize that they all know each other. Yes, exactly. That everybody in this village is almost like family. Yeah. So whether purposeful or not, it added so much because she just picks up his hat and she's really little. And so she mm-hmm. has to like. Has to reach way up to put it on his head because he's tall. And she does it and doesn't say a word. And he just like, mm-hmm. oh, touches his head like, cool, thanks. And walks away. I want to believe that was just an extra trying to be oh, helpful. And they it left has it to. Like it <laughs> has to be someone who was like, oh shit, costume crew's going to get mad if this hat gets muddy. Let me just. This is the fifth hat today. We can't do it again. Right? Like we can't. Or, or it's just a, you know, Korean just, grandma who right. just. Is kind and like, just genuinely kind. Yeah. It wasn't like an extra. It was just someone's grandma who happened to be like, <laughs> yeah, like I know what I need in. to do. And she just like pushes hat, through. Your hat. Uh, you know, it so, just, it put into context the title, The Wailing. Mm. Um, every time someone is seriously hurt or killed, you hear someone yep. wailing, crying, my notes. screaming over their body mm. or over their their. In a tight-knit Korean community, can you imagine just waking up one morning and, like, down the street you hear this, like, wailing, this, I, you know, high oh grief? No. I, I I, don't know. I, I think that's really powerful. And I, I remember, you know, after – I mean, we've all experienced really rough deaths mm. and things that hit you really hard – and don't you feel like you just want to fucking scream? Yeah. And, yeah. But we, but, and we're constantly stifling our urge to scream because we don't want to like upset anybody else. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think that's bullshit. It's Next yeah. time I get that upset, I'm going to just let it loose. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 speaking as someone who has experienced something wild, I did scream and just screamed and screamed and screamed. And let me say, cathartic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for you. I yeah. was like, ah, I don't care. I'm gonna just scream. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, ginger snaps moment. It was a good ginger snaps yeah. moment. I really yeah. resonated with that movie in my anger. Yeah. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. So, <laughs> so, so good. good. So, so I good. still say it all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm having a ginger snaps moment. I'd be like, I say no more. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get too angry. Um, but yeah, and then, so that, that with the hat, it just solidified beautiful. that like everyone knows each other and it was beautiful. And then like the acting was so good because everyone felt like they weren't acting, which is what you want, no, obviously. Very natural. Um, also, speaking of on the humor that we like, we're talking about a little bit, the diaper conversation that they had. Oh I wrote that in my notes. I was like, actually, adult incontinence is very common. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> It's not a diaper. It's like a. It's like a loincloth. It's like a loincloth, like a booty. Right, it's a loincloth. That's what. It, that's what it is. It's more like a loincloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but so yeah. again, there's that. There's that like cultural misunderstanding and. Right. Did you guys notice? That, speaking of diapers, uh, <laughs> uh, I've never had a movie where a man taking off his pants and being wearing a diaper was such an incredible plot reveal. When yes! the shaman takes off his pants and is changing in front of the main character, mm-hmm. he's wearing the same little like nappy loincloth thing that yeah. the Japanese man was wearing, that the stranger is wearing. I, That's the see, first I... nod that you get that the two of them might have similar traditions i yes. saw that i was like oh yes the holy underwear and kept going the holy <laughs> underwear yep. yeah that's all i thought we all picked up on this yeah. yes <laughs> yes i was just 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I did think the shaman was very attractive. So the whole time I was just like, Oh, cool. the shaman he's, is a is a tasty evil he's, treat. Yeah, he's, he's actually a very famous actor too. Really? And so like some of the interviews were like, Why did you cast him as like, you know, a side character or like a supporting character instead of like the lead? And then the director had like this very long, very like immersive. I'm trying to think of the word. A very involved answer that was very sincere about like Aww. how he'd met the person that plays Rangu mm-hmm. and like talk to him about like his method and like his vision for acting and how like the shaman's actor like comes alive in a scene even if he's not this like star. I don't know. Right. It was really cool. But basically That's he is awesome. a star on his own. And, well I didn't yeah. know that. And when he showed up I was like, oh my. Mm-hmm. He was very cute. Um <laughs> so he was also just great. Yeah. Um when he does those, we can talk about it now because I know you wanted to talk about it. Uh, the ceremonies mm. that he, oh, he does, thank the God. concurrent I'm so rituals. Excited to t- <sighs> I'm so excited to talk about the magic ritual scene because, like, most of my notes are mostly just about like beautiful lighting, beautiful sound. Until I get to like that part, and then I was like, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> oh, good. Let's hear it. Um, I'm excited. But okay, so like when he first showed up, and he was like, they were like, oh, he's gonna help. He's like the best here. Like, blah blah blah. I assumed in my head, I was like, this is going to be like, it doesn't work or something like it's going to be like, he's, I don't know. I thought he was going to end up, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like being a, being a sham. Yeah. Like I Mm. thought he was going to take advantage of them and like maybe not do his best. By the way, I think he did. Yeah. (laughs) I think think you're right, but not in the way that we were expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I expected it to be that he was completely fake. So I was right. like, oh, so he's going to show up and not actually know what's going on. But it, then... I think it's because they present him to us as uh, Jonggu's mother, uh, whose character oh, name I can't right. remember, is the one uh, Jin. Yeah. No, her, yeah, her Jin is saying, <laughs> I, by the way, I have the character's names written out in front of me. Good. I'm not a genius I was like, wow, he's good. Yeah, no, I have I have them written down because I wanted to be able to say their names and and Good. their names are, are very difficult to remember. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, uh, I don't know if they ever name the mother-in-law, but um, yeah, Herjin, the actress who plays mm-hmm. Jungu's mother-in-law, is presenting the shaman to him as an expensive but necessary option. Right. She's so the first thing she says is, "Hey, I need money." I need a bunch of money so that we can pay this shaman to come fix all their problems. And we in the West know that when like, someone asks you for money to come to your house to do magic, it's probably not. <laughs> it's some right. bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. And they so also, that's why like, we are distrustful of her right away or him yeah. right away. Yeah. And they make him look kind of like hoity toity, like mm, fancy. Too slick. First of all, too, yeah, go like look, slick. go look and see what, Huang Jung Min, the actor who plays the the stranger, he's gorgeous. Uh, looks like Uh-oh. when Uh-oh. he's gorgeous, he is stunningly. Oh yeah, I like thought and, that he was someone else when I looked at the actor because I was like, oh, he just looks so like slick in this mm-hmm. movie. Anyway, sorry, mm, girl. <laughs> yeah. He, so look how stunning he is, and they made him look kind of skeezy. Yeah, kind of, kind of a little so slick. handsome. A little, a little slimy in the movie, yeah. so they present him right away as a, as, as he's he's gonna yeah. he's gonna take their money and bullshit. Yeah, them. and that's okay. So I'm glad that that was like supposed to because like he showed up and I was I like, think okay. So. And then what got me is when he goes like, "What's in that jar?" And they're like, "Soy wow. sauce." And he's like, "Bring it over." And there's just the a one with dead the red crow. top. Bring yes. it over. And he's like, "Fuck your soy sauce." Yeah, pretty much. He's like, "I don't fucking care." <laughs> <laughs> oh 
no. He hits it with a stick. He breaks the jar open. Literally, like, here's could have just soy sauce. <laughs> literally could have just taken the lid off and been like, let me just grab that crow. I know it's in there, but let me get the corpse out. Yeah. Can I just say that the presentation of the like Korean mysticism magic was so incredible. Yeah. The fact yeah, that he's was... walking around their property going like the whistling. Oh, that creeped me out and was so cool. It was just And then he whistles at that jar and goes what's in that jar mm, and they bring yeah. it over and break it open and there's a dead crow inside of it oh, and he like stops seen... it oh. mm. Mm. stops mm. his whistling so abruptly too and i was yep. like what's wrong yeah. per- what'd you find i was like are your lips dry you find, yeah bro? like your lips <laughs> i was like oh gee are you okay it's hard to whistle like <laughs> do you need me to moisten your lips I'll, for you i'll help, I'll help. <laughs> i'd be happy to moisten your lips for you i'm on my, my way <laughs> he was so cute made me mad uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about those scenes because they mm. were so cool. God damn. Um, we finally get some wild color, which made sense because you have like yep. this, you know, wild thing that's going to happen, and it was like, okay, now you get colors that you haven't seen this whole time in this movie, and, and fire heat. Yeah. The whole movie felt so cold, so cold, it's rainy and, and very wet, wet. And, yeah. so yeah. wet. <laughs> A wet, juicy film. <laughs> it's a uh, juicy film. Juicy, <laughs> juicy foley, juicy mm-hmm. blood. It was a lot of juice. The water is so juicy. <laughs> so juicy. <laughs> and yeah, so that oh, that scene was just gorgeous because it was so colorful. I think yeah, what it I wrote hot, hot and dry for the yes, first time. I said the cer- I said that ceremony was wild, but the little girl is really mm, good so in that. Good. She's good control. the whole time. Mm-hmm. But like she's just really good like it's she's kids oh. screaming <laughs> kids screaming Ugh. and you at no point being like nails on a chalkboard like right you am, am feeling emotionally like like believing it the whole time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very and impressive it, and it was weird because it went in between being like she's scared screaming mm-hmm. and then being like i'm pissed because yeah. it's not I'm, her yeah mm-hmm. so it was like the demon is Ugh. there yeah it was just beautiful. I love that scene. I'd like to hear everyone else's thoughts. I've been talking about it for... Oh, I have a lot to say about that scene. I'm so ready. Let me find my notes for that scene. I was going through an emotional time. Yeah, uh, it is a high... It is a, a high ride. climax. It's the first big climactic moment yeah. that we get. So I look at... And when I watched it through the second time, I remember thinking of it as like, it's a battle scene. It's a mm, ba- it's like a like... it's a battle scene going on over massive distances between three characters, one of which we don't see until the very end. So yeah. there's there's th- in my understanding there are three magical things happening in that scene. There is the shaman performing his death his like killing ritual, right? Where he says the target of his killing ritual is the stranger. And right. that they are going to try to kill or banish this demon that is possessing the little girl. And as he's performing his ritual, um, we see no evidence that it is working on the Japanese man, right. the stranger. But we see lots of evidence that pain is being inflicted on the little girl. Yeah. Now, at first, I start thinking, oh, that's okay. That's that's what I expect because a lot of exorcisms are held by making the creature inside of the host feel really uncomfortable and want to leave or have to leave. Mm. But as he starts driving those nails in and I'm like, he's going to kill this little girl. He's killing her. And Mm -hmm. then it cuts to the stranger who has been performing his own ritual over a photograph of a recently discovered corpse. 
Um, and so at first we're thinking, is he performing a ritual to try to do something to this, this corpse or this corpse's Mm -hmm. family or whatever. But then as those nails are driven in, he doubles over in pain. We think, Oh, the, the shaman is targeting him. And then suddenly (laughs) the little girl is fine. And then the, the, the woman in white shows up. So there are so it was so confused the first time watching it, but on the second time watching it, I think what was happening is that the shaman was trying to kill the little girl, mm-hmm. that the stranger was resurrecting the this guy as a zombie, right, and that the woman in white is the one who attacked him, and the reason that he doubled over in pain and almost couldn't crawl inside of his, like, protective little nest hut, Mm -hmm. because we see her walking across at the end, and he's staring at her, and I think that's a, like, damn, I almost got you moment, but mm. he's, like, reached his place of safety before she could get him, but you can't trust anything that you're seeing, you know, it's like they're all casting magic, but who are they targeting, and I think that's my take on it in the end, is that they were each performing a different ritual at the same time. We just don't see the woman in white's ritual attacking him. Right. You yeah. mostly just see like her concentration, right? Like she, right. like watching him, like mm-hmm. you kind of just, okay, that's kind of what I thought. Right. She doesn't maybe perform rituals like they do, but she's she very low fanfare. Yeah. yeah. She, she just like no. gives them the eye and things happen. <laughs> she doesn't need all the bells and whistles. No. You know? Literally bells. A lot of them were <laughs> bells. Were a lot of <laughs> bells. Yeah. Which actually makes me think that of the three of them, she is the most powerful. Oh yeah. Um, of the magical practitioners. We also see, I've, I've recognized a lot of evidence of her the second watch through mm-hmm. um there she's uh there are like those flowers and berries and things all over everybody's oh, house yeah um so i feel like this isn't the first time that she's tangled with this demon and not been able to save a family from them mm-hmm. but i think he's scared of her and having to like maneuver around her a lot um mm-hmm. so anyway sorry mm-hmm. um the ritual scene was was really i think it was the second scariest part because of just the tension of not knowing what's going to happen next was so high during that bit. Yeah. I was going through an emotional time during that because as Mm -hmm. I mentioned previously, I was always on the stranger's side (laughs) and I wanted him so bad (laughs) to be good (laughs) because, uh, so I have memories from my childhood of like the Christian teachings and stuff. Yep. And I was like, Oh, he is like, um, Jesus in this moment yep. where yeah, he's, he's unflappable. A, he's a Christ-like martyr. Yeah. yeah, and he's just watching things happen to him. And he's like, well, I'm going to be bigger than you about this. And, like, he watches his dog get killed. And so, like, anyway. By a so police the- officer. Knowing uh-huh. that he can't he can't respond like he'd like to. So, as I'm watching this, I'm looking at my notes now. And I was like, what is the shaman doing to that statue? Because it looked kind of sexual for a moment. And I was like, I don't think I'm on board with this. And then uh, I have for the watching. part at the end where he straddles it yeah and starts right before he nails the pigs it. in he's yeah. like eh. Yeah. and i was like eh? oh yeah he does uh, kinda... <laughs> yeah yeah he's got like he party does. energy the he, whole does. Time. he does he does thank you that is the energy he's really like yeah, yeah. like he's yeah. shaking those bells like he's just like i'm having a good time <laughs> yeah. but sir <laughs> like sir. you're helping a child <laughs> this is a so, delf this is a death this hex is, like, man this is mm-hmm. a wendy's like i was like you can't just come in here and like sir sir Sir, this is, this, is this is a death hex, sir. This is a death hex. 
So I'm like, are you bringing that man back to life? My man, I'm on your side. I just want to understand. <laughs> I'm still on your oh. side. I just want to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought he may have been... So so I agree. I was on the, the, the stranger side for like a, yeah. the whole two, middle two-thirds of the yeah. movie. And I thought maybe he was trying to protect him. Yeah, spirit, or like send his, his soul family. on so it can't be taken <laughs> well, and used well, against well. other people. Yeah. Look who was right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was watching it. And I saw him like doing this thing to this corpse in the truck. And I was like, mm-mm-mm. Nothing put good's candles gonna... all around it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nothing good's going to come from this. <laughs> you weren't wrong. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. I also did not trust the shaman, though. The mm. whole time he was doing this, I was like, who are you going to kill, my dude? Mm, yeah. You were right. I, yeah. keep, I, 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 <laughs> I was sorry. accidentally right. You used the wrong formula, but you got the right answer. <laughs> exactly. In exactly. math. Because, <laughs> I, I, like, the whole time I was like, I don't, even when the cop was, like, hurting the dog and, like, yelling at him and he was being all stoic, I was like, that's because he's doing something right now. I was like, he's mm-hmm. cursing you. He's doing something. And I yep. did not like what the cop did. No. I was like, leave that dog alone. No need. Well, But at the man, same time. <laughs> it's one of those things of like, if you really look at it, this guy had horrifying photographs in his house. That's why believe, I didn't trust him. If you believe his partner. I- I Remember, thought he John was trying, yeah. Oh, he never saw it. And I thought he was mm-hmm. doing protective things. Like, he was like, well, yep. I was here too late to help you, but I sent your spirit on so it can't be manipulated any further. I just assumed there he you was go. like, I did I it. <laughs> In the middle of the movie, when I suddenly found myself sympathizing and siding with the stranger, like mm-hmm. a sucker. Like a fool. I definitely was like, oh, he's a shaman who's come here hunting the evil entity that is. That's why he traveled here. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Shinto and Eastern mm-hmm. mysti- mysticism and just Japanese people in general. So I, of course, my, you know, am using my positive stereotypes of like, um, no, he's come here to do good. He's come here to, to protect them. Maybe that, that white woman is the ghost and is the evil thing. The, or sorry, not white woman. The spirit, the woman in <laughs> that white. white woman? There isn't a random yeah. white woman. Oh, She's that just would really wandering com- around. <laughs> that would really complicate the movie. <laughs> She's just like yeah. in the corner like, actually, I think. I would assume she was the villain right yeah. away. Is that Tilda like- Swinton? Just a random white woman? She's just like, I love what you're doing. Is that Scarlett hey, Johansson? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson playing a crazy woman? Scarjo, is that you? Yeah. She does love to play people that yep. aren't uh, white. She sure does. So. There's a Classic meme that I have Scarjo. for this. I'll put it I in the show I can't believe. I don't know if I'll ever forgive her for... Ghost in the Shell? For, for Ghost in the Shell. No, fuck uh, that noise. Don't get me wrong. I love uh-huh. that she tried to take on Disney, but I don't mind watching her fail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's sorry. Fine. Bye. No, I, but... I mean, it's also, it's not her fault. She's it just isn't. an actress. Right. I was like, I get it. It's okay. But... We expect too much of mere mortal actresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. But so... there wasn't yeah. a white woman. <laughs> no, there That's was no white saying. woman. Woman in white. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm just, <laughs> even when he saw all those photos, I was like, okay, so he's evil right away. Yeah. And I was, I was just assuming that his partner, I was like, yeah, he's way too shook up. This guy's evil. Mm-hmm. And then what was the part that we were just talking about where I also was like, uh-uh, it didn't sway me. There was the one. Dog? The dog didn't sway me. Oh, it was when the, the shaman. The mob comes for him. Uh... Oh, no, no. The sh- when the shaman. Uh... When the shaman is like, 
oh, like, you see what I'm doing? He is do- He is the same. Like, we are one and the same. And I went, mm-hmm. mm, but he's evil. <laughs> I still was like, nope. Wow. They never <laughs> swayed you no. into sympathizing with the stranger. Not even when he was, like, falling down the cliff. I was like. That, when the mob <laughs> comes for him, I, I immediately oh, am like, okay, so he's, he's a good guy. Nope. Because a mob, a mob has come for him. A mob of angry <laughs> villagers has come for this man. He has to be a good guy. But that's just my Beauty and the Beast brainwashed BS. <laughs> I blame Disney personally. Yeah. I uh, I guess I'm just very messed up because they came yeah. for him and I went, drag his ass. <laughs> I was like, get him. <laughs> I was oh, not on Murder board. that asshole. Yeah. This fucking oh, wow. zombie walked out and I was like, he did Dude. that. So the zombie starts attacking them and they hurt my poor boy who I loved. The little, the little priest, the little. The deacon. Oh, the deacon. Oh, oh. he's fine. He was just so cute. He was just like, he's oh, not boy. fine. <laughs> he's not fine anymore. <laughs> no. he, he just never wanted to be where he was. No. Ever. And he was he like, was so bullied. Sorry. He was so bullied. So bullied. So when it like the zombie starts attacking all these people, I was like, I get it. You're protecting this guy. But at the same time, this man's evil. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, and I mean, it's so funny because I, I thought that the author so brilliantly used our, our expectation to mm-hmm. have our expectations thwarted, you know? Yeah. That we're going to have our expectations defied. And he knew that and was a step ahead of us the whole time and managed to lead me by the nose around uh, suspecting, uh, recriminating, you know, mm-hmm. hating, and then sympathizing with all the way back around to being like, oh my God, I, my initial unjustified fears were real. It's just what a what an incredible perverted twist on the normal yeah. form. I would like to say I'm angry about it. I respect the <laughs> hell out of it. I'm pissed that he fooled me. Oh. <laughs> but I I think it's gorgeous and glorious. Yeah, I mean, I'm just personally embarrassed. <laughs> I will say there was a part like very close to the end when he finally meets like the woman in white and she's like, "Don't go home." and I oh did have a brief moment where I was like, okay, like maybe it is her. Like maybe she's the one that's been doing all of this. Then I saw my poor sweet boy in that cave with that guy. And I was mm. like, nope. I was mm. so sad. Cause like for a brief second, I thought maybe he wasn't evil. Like maybe he's okay. But no. Can no, no, we no. just, sorry, go ahead. Kate. Oh no, you're good. One of it's quick. Uh, one of the things that really struck me about that scene mm-hmm. is that everyone else can give, like, very clear, concise answers to why things are happening. Right. But goodness can't Ugh. lie about why things are happening. Right. And so it's like, her answers won't be satisfying. She oh can't give that to you. And so she's less likely to be believed. Which is, Because yeah, sometimes is so there aren't sad. fucking answers, but the evil people I don't know how politics yeah. you want to get. Oh, always. <laughs> always politics, yeah. <laughs> but just, I mean, it's why... It's why liberals, progressives, uh, um, struggle so hard because, because our, our representatives, we hold to this, um, a very high standard. We, you don't lie. You can't get caught doing any shady bullshit. And the regressive conservative side can get away with fucking murder because they Mm -hmm. don't care about anything right. other than two things or whatever. So I don't yeah. know. It, 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 I think you're right. Good has a, a much harder time. Like not only, it, not only does Batman have to win, 
he has to win in the right way Mm -hmm. while not killing anybody. Yeah. You know, think about how much easier Batman as oh. as the as the ultimate example of a good guy. I, guess. I don't know where my, so I don't good. know why my brain is going here. But like think if Batman think about how much easier Batman's uh job would be if he just went around with an AK forty seven or a sniper rifle and just, just bopped the head off of the Joker every time he popped up his stupid <laughs> noggin. Like one episode. Just, Done. One episode, yeah. yeah, we, would yeah. Have, we, would have, we would have a 20-minute short film, right? You'd exactly. get, like, so, one good ha out of a Joker, and he'd be like, I'm not having it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Kate, I, you're absolutely right. She yeah. is, she has to, she can't lie to them. She can't give them easy answers. She can't even give him any real answers that he could understand because she experiences time differently than he does. And in the end, that's what leads to his downfall. She can't save him. She, You know what, though? Let's give her some props. She was a super badass. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. She 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 almost killed him once. Sets a trap for him at the end. Lures him through the woods out in front of a car and gets his ass like murked oh, by that yeah. man. That was incredible. <laughs> she played and and man, she played a good game. Um, yeah. Oh, the I, ult- oh. the the alternate ending. I got to tell oh, you about the alternate oh, ending. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm the ready. alternate ending is th- um, the shaman driving away after he takes the photographs of the fallen family and yeah. you realize that he was in on it the whole time and that this is something that the two of them do together, that he's like some sort of evil apprentice. I got yes. like Palpatine Sith vibes from he the stranger and he at the yeah. end. In the original ending, which I think you can find on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, the... Uh, he he stops and picks up the stranger who gets in the car with him <gasps> and the two of them drive away together while the woman in white stands in the middle of the road in the town like staring at them like staring like daggers at them like mm-hmm. like I'll get you next time or that's right you better get out of my town or but the yeah Kate you're, you're I, not you, have you seen that No I read a lot about it though right, right. Okay. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm furious <laughs> I'm like sagely. Yes, I know okay, this deeply. Okay, okay. <laughs> I need to embarrass myself just like a little bit again. I, I have did... another embarrassing thing after you. So okay, good. good. <laughs> I did not know until just now that they were working together. Uh... I thought he was just shitty on his own. Ah, uh, well, you know. I thought uh, he like. So... I thought he took a picture to be like, "Oops, like I fucked uh... up." Like. <laughs> no, I... he dr- he also drops the box. Mm-hmm. Full of pictures. He does that ass. <laughs> the the demon, He's or sorry, the, stra- the stranger says, "I burned them," but he yeah. actually gave them to his <gasps> apprentice. He's, he he gave them for safekeeping elsewhere. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. my man, he got me. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was shitty. I it. thought he was just bad at his job. Just that device, yeah. Damn it. No, uh, no, he was he was. Uh, dang. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't do that ending because I do like having. Mm-hmm. I like an ending that's mm-hmm. not explained, just because yeah. like, it's great. Yeah, but that is it reminds me a lot of the descent because mm. like we talked about how the descent has that Fuck uh, the other ending. Uh, I don't like the, the other alternate endings. I, I don't like either. The real ending. The real, I like ending, the real one. Yeah. I liked it just because like it's a beautiful shot, like the oh, ending that they do. Agreed. But I yeah. prefer the ending where it's like she kind of got away, but did she like? That's great. Mm-hmm. I like the ambiguity mm-hmm. of like that. But it, that's what it reminded me of when you said that. I was like, oh. It's very much the closure that they were mm. like, let's give them the closure for the yep, descent. Yep. But then mm. they were like, no. <laughs> no. You awesome. thought you could have this. <laughs> it would be no. dishonest. 
Yeah. yeah. Like I actually I love that episode um mm. that you guys did. Oh. That was actually the one that um I was driving home from a friend's house after dropping them off and a hailstorm started. Oh god. And I got lost <laughs> oh, in a hailstorm. No. I took a wrong no. turn trying to avoid some traffic and I was listening to your descent and I'm so glad I I'm so glad I had you guys there to keep me company and protect me because oh, no. <laughs> I was really scared. Just and guided. it was weird to hear you guys talk about one of the movies that scared the scared the blue shit out of me the hardest. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and be strangely comforted by the whole thing. So thank oh, you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's like on a blood pit anytime. Very comforting. <laughs> That's what this reminded me of. Is like when you said the ending mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. I love that people make these endings to be like, oh yeah, no, we'll we'll tell you what happened, and mm-hmm. then they're, and then they're just like, you know what? No, no, <laughs> yeah. you changed your mind. You don't deserve this. Like, <laughs> I, no, I think it just it just goes to show that like how you dismount a horror film is so important. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are your guys' favorite, like, last, like, 10, 15 seconds or, like, last shots or, like, Mm. outros? Because I think that this movie nailed its ending and I think giving it that other, that alternative ending, that little epilogue where it's like, here's who the good guys were, here's who the bad guys were, here's who was in cahoots. I think it just puts too much of a bow on the whole thing and that the experience is supposed to be confusing. Now, what are um, your guys' like, what oh. what horror films do you think like nailed the dismount? So the first one that came to my mind, I have issues with the movie, obviously, but An American Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. because you see her like in the alley and you just like see her face. She's like grief and horror stricken yeah. and then it's done. <laughs> yeah. And that's like it. And it's like, okay, Sometimes, cool. No resolution. <laughs> hell yeah. Sometimes when the main character dies, boom, it's over. Or the bad guy dies, boom, it's over. Yeah, I agree. That's, oh, that's yeah. a good one. It's so hard to, like, now think of them. As soon as someone asks me a question, my mind goes completely blank. It's like, I've seen a movie before. The one that I, like, immediately... (laughs) A what? A what? I've not. A movie, you say? A A movie? movie. One of those talkies. You mean a talkie? (laughs) A talkie? (laughs) I was like, one of the talkies? Us millennials were like a talkie. (laughs) You mean the arrival of a train down at the Nickelodeon? (laughs) I saved up a nickel for it. (laughs) I'm in hell. (laughs) I, what, you don't like the mid-Atlantic accent? <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? What do you talk? I, I feel surrounded. <laughs> I had uh, <laughs> Well, <laughs> my favorite, the one that I, I guess that I thought of immediately is uh, Get Out. Because, mm. like, I really loved that there was also supposed to be another ending for that yes, that we talked about. Wait, what's the alternative what's the alternate Ooh. ending to that? We'll tell you. Yeah. So I okay. like the ending because I love that like you get to see him succeed. Mm. Yeah. Which like you've wanted the whole time. <laughs> and it does the opposite of what we're talking about, where it does give you that bow, but it gives you the bow that like you don't usually get. <laughs> you feel, I feel you like. deserved, yeah. <laughs> right. Like you were like, this sucked. Like <laughs> like I want him to succeed and in so many mm. movies like people of color don't succeed mm. so you were like i love that jordan peele was just like no fuck it like yeah. he's, he, I'm, he oh succeeds he he gets saved by his friend who wasn't stupid and actually knew to come get him mm. and i love that and you watch fucking rose just die in the road and you're yeah. like fuck oh, yes f that character <laughs> and it's rose. amazing because she did a great job so it oh yeah you felt no, we... um you felt so mm-hmm. good hating her mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So it's one of my favorite endings because it gives you the bow, but you're just like, I fucking deserve that bow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I earned that bow. that bow. Right? That he like, he just g- give him. He's fine. He can go. Yeah. So he deserves it. And uh, Kate, what's the, the alternate ending? So the alternate ending is that he's in prison. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, yeah, yeah, he did not get away with it. Uh, get the away cu- with it. Yeah. That's right. I, yeah. I, 
I do feel like I heard about this or saw it's where where yeah. the where the pol- it, it's 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 actual police yeah. and they think and then they they arrest him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, that would have been a rough ending. Very like, bleak. No, I like <laughs> the one bleak. we got. Yeah, I like we, the real ending. We the talked ending. about this, and the ending where he goes to jail is supposed to be the ending that like was more palatable in a way for oh. like to be like oh well he did commit a bunch of crimes like or they, something yeah. like wasn't it did he? they did okay that's so, exactly like did he no but they did so. audience testing on it because yeah. they were afraid that audiences would be like well a, a man of color killed a white family he did crimes but what <laughs> actually happened right. you know they assumed the worst of society which they should because yeah, we exactly. suck <laughs> but what actually happened was that the audiences did want him Good. to like which, be okay. Thank God. Like, I oh, can't... how we far we've come. A black right, man right. <laughs> can defend his own life. A heroic protagonist in a horror. Yeah. Which, and I, it just makes me so mad that they even had to oh, like yeah. test that other ending. Oh. but I was like, at least they didn't choose it. Yeah. Thank God. Like, thank God the audiences weren't stupid enough to be like, yeah, let's, yeah, that's a good mm. one. Fuck no, it's not. I mean, it's kind of ironic. I mean, like it would be. It would, but be... it's a little bit too like. Exactly. Like it would have been a bow that I was sad about. I'm like, yeah, like okay, a very okay. droopy bow. Yeah. I'm like, get the fucking out of here. I don't want moldy. it. <laughs> moldy. Moldy bow. <A> moldy bow. <laughs> but yeah, that's my favorite. Wait, what, is this your favorite, or do you have another? Oh like, no, no, no! I I think that this I think that this nails nails the ending really hard. Yeah. Um, I think. <clears throat> oh man, I love the ending of Mandy so much. Where... I haven't seen Mandy. I haven't yet. seen it either. But I didn't want to ruin stunning anything. Stunning visual mastery. So the yeah. end of Mandy, I will not spoil it for you, but the end of Mandy lands the ending mm. and this like the visual, like the way that this visual like just bleeds and things just get bigger and bigger. Again, I can't talk about it too much without spoiling for you. So um I don't know. I think that the perfect horror film is probably John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm. And the end of that movie is absolutely spectacular. How it leaves you in that, like, who's a monster, who's not. Neither yeah. of them are going to survive, but are, is one of them infected or aren't they? And just that, like, that, like, huh, well, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way that it sets down at the end is just so, like, oh, just so perfect. I don't know. I have I, I could go on, but. Um, but, and that's, I mean, and this one. It's just so good to because like uh, it's a it, heartbreaker though, man. Ooh. How bad did you want him? To, how bad did you want that to work out at the end? So bad. So bad. Uh, I loved, I loved his daughter so much. I thought she, she was, was amazing. So cute. The actress was incredible. Was so the good. character was great. The character was great because she's. Sweet I have from a the question. Beginning. Is that her? Is that the little girl who farts in the police station? I was wondering. I think it's him. <laughs> wait, I think it's wait, him because he was so shamed. <laughs> and like he couldn't even look at her, and then he just shame farts, there's and she's like, scene. "Not me." <laughs> there's that scene, like, there's that scene after he's been like attacked, and he's in the police station, and yeah. he's getting like berated by his commander, and then his daughter comes in and is like, "Hey, are you coming home soon? Like, I miss you, whatever." And then she just stares at him, and then it cuts to like a wide shot, and then you hear this just loud fart, and the the. <laughs> The, ins- the other police officers look over and are like, what? And then Where he looks I? up kind of like, oh? And I thought it was the little girl. I thought that she was just like, yeah. She was like, are you coming home, dad? No. Fart. All right, bye, dad. And then she went. And I it made that. me love her so hard. Like, I was you know like, what? what? A weirdo. I saw this, like, this moment where he's, like, so shamefaced. He can't even look at his daughter. And then he farts. No. And he's like, 
and she's uh, like, well, I'm worst. too big to point this out. My dad um, shame she, farted. She just like doesn't shame him or no. anything any further. Yep. I'm losing my mind because oh I my did God. not hear this part. Well, so I thought that that was her who farted, and it made me love her so much. Just, like just, just this complete, just completely unashamed little girl. Like, she's like, "All right, see you later, Dad." Fart. Bye. Like, racked me up. Um, it's the real like, questions. Who, who farted, farted in the police station? <laughs> like, listen, I already didn't know who the demon was or who the ghost was. And now you've like, you've thrown in this mystery fart that I can't solve. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Let me look, <laughs> up, the, let me look up a trailer. Who farted in the uh, What if there was no fart? What if the fart right? was the friends we made along the way? <laughs> What Sorry. if the fart actually happened in the future? Oh, ghost knows. And they couldn't hear it, or they heard it, but they couldn't smell it until the future, and that's yeah. why the demon won. Yeah, what that's if? why the demon won. That's why they chose the little girl. I know oh it's just God. fishing, but technically, what if he was like, this one I'm actually going to choose. This one like, farted unafraid. Yeah. This is that's the one too I much want. power. I want the unabashed <laughs> farter, please, power. on my team. <laughs> If you can fart like that and then just leave, yeah. that's in front too of powerful. three grown adult police officers, <laughs> and you can no just shame, rip ass in their police station and then just leave like nothing happened. Oh man, that's a witch. <laughs> like, yeah. She's a witch. Mm-hmm. I loved her with all my heart. She was great. Fart or not, I'm on her side. <laughs> I was so sad that it and it's. Oh, but I mean that's the point of the movie. Yeah. Is that, like it's you can't stop it. There's no closure. It's just damn it. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like anybody online knows who farted. God damn it. Let's look at it. I'll look it up later. Check Reddit. They'll know. I or at least have that strong opinions. Maybe don't. <laughs> don't go They'll there. at least voice very strong opinions. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I say they know. I can't believe I didn't know. Um, well, I feel like now it's time for tropes. Is, it, it? is the fart one of the tropes? No. Damn it. No, it's not. Can you imagine if I just, like, had to learn about the fart in Tropes? Um, I would have been furious. Mm. I no. didn't know. I, I mean, didn't know. <laughs> tropes is actually centered on the daughter. Oh, okay. I, Good. Yeah, I was Good enough tropes. for her, yeah. I'm gonna Let's move hear it. Oh, yeah, you can move towards you. Okay, so the first one is troubling, unchildlike behavior. And mm. uh, the laconic version is, a child is doing things usually expected of adults, and that is worrying to the characters. Yeah. So... Things like drinking alcohol, using drugs, smoking, committing violent crime, those sorts of things. If you were like a teen and you got caught drinking alcohol, guardians would likely be pissed. If you're nine and got caught drinking, it'd be unsettling on a different level. They would be very concerned. (laughs) Yes. And it's, oh, I wrote these notes and then I was like, what did I write? Now I realize. Uh, So it's very much in the vein of your mother sucks cocks in hell. Uh, The gem of a line from The Exorcist, yeah. Uh, and a subtrope of this is from the mouths of babes, where the child only says an unchildlike thing, but does not engage in the adult-like behaviors. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to say, know, oh, go ahead. Which which of the tropes is uh, engages in animal-like behavior? Because when that little oh. girl is housing all of that fish and those food, those foods, when can we just talk about the physical performance of her, like? Like housing like six uh, grown adults worth of food and that incredible, scene. wow! Absolutely Where upsetting. she's just like splayed Punched. on the floor yeah. and just mm-hmm. oh, it was incredible. When she's eating, sorry. When she, <laughs> sorry, Kate, sorry, sorry, my time. Uh, when she's eating the fish at the table and like 
you don't know for sure yet that something is like really wrong. It's just, oh, it, it upset me. Cause she's, there's so many fish bones and I didn't even realize it until it was like too late. Like I was like, mm -hmm. well, she's just eating breakfast. I'm so happy she's okay. And then oh, I went, that's no. so many bones. That's so much fish. <laughs> I, I had a moment. Sorry. I'm like, uh, uh. uh, I had a moment where I was like, is this going to be one of those? Like now you're a woman things. <laughs> it's like, now you can eat all the fish. <laughs> Uh, but no. <laughs> so the troubling unchildlike behavior also had like another, not dimension, but another facet to it. And I fucking hate it where it said like sex is listed as an unchildlike behavior. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 that's not on the list <laughs> because children can't consent. And therefore it's not like a behavior this child right. is choosing to do because they cannot consent to it. So right. if a child right, like, yeah, yeah. pre-sexual pre children anything that they do is non-sexual because yes. they are pre they're they're pre-puberty it's not yes it's not sex it's just bodily function or whatever like, yeah yeah agree. or like it is being done to them without their consent so it's right. like i was like, was like we're just gonna not do that oh yeah yeah yeah. that's, uh, that's maybe a misstatement yeah and then the second trope is actually two tropes in one okay. so it's nightmare fuel coloring book and this is an extension or subtrope of the good old nightmare fuel and that's basically when something is so unsettling or creepy or scary that it sticks with you, even, like, as an adult when you watch it. Mm. So, like, the point of a lot of horror is nightmare fuel. <laughs> and a lot of horror film fans want to see it, so it's not like it's a negative trope. But, as I said, like, this is subtrope, so what does the coloring book edition mean? Well, it's when we see things that would be like nightmare fuel images, sprawled and drawn by children. So, remember the children's drawings in the yeah. stairwell oh, in Annabelle? God. Nightmare Fuel Coloring Book. Right. Uh, in this case, we see Hyojin draw some classic demon pictures. Uh, someone with boobs bleeding from the genitals and a man eating a deer corpse. The huge. And your classic Nightmare Fuel images are juxtaposed with the artistic skills of a literal child, thus making it all the more unsettling. How less Wow, it, it really she is. She was really good at yeah. art. <laughs> she was just like if, a beautiful yeah. artist. If she drew like, a perfect circle with shading, just like, I'd be floored. Yeah, that's Gotta amazing. Gotta stop her. <laughs> I actually thought that the 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 um, what's it called the uh, uh prop prop design mm, of yeah. her book was incredible oh, was because great. you see her her like normal journaling mm -hmm. slowly turning like over the course of a few days and then becoming more and more horrific and then yeah. she's like burning and tearing at the yeah. pages and it's biting like, them and did stuff. Did she chew that? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like, it looks chewed. Oh. The la the latter parts of it look like she was chewing on it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely wild. That part was really upsetting. Yeah, oh, God. that's in my top three scariest moments. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh right. I'm so Ooh. excited. To Scary do scariest moments. Mm -hmm. Y'all go first. Should we do scariest moments? No, I think okay, it's are you are you done with tropes? Are you done? Yeah, I just we wanted to do, do two tropes. I figured that our conversation segment would be beefy. So yeah. oh, I I I, <laughs> I, so, I I talk too much. Sorry. No, we no, all no, you talk the perfect lot. amount. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I do talk too much just in general, just in life. <laughs> in life? That's just how in it life. is. Yeah. Um, okay. I can go first because I've been... You mentioned it earlier mm. and I was like, oh, mm. uh, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, just you saying it. I was like, I don't want to be back there. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> I, keep, I feel so bad every time I do it and then I'm like... These are so cute. Like, why don't you just snuggle? Why don't you just like <laughs> head to head? <laughs> Actually, Kate and I have never met. This is the first time, yeah, so it's really weird. Um, I think we're not close. Like... No, no oh, yeah, you, you, you'd Ugh. never know it from the great banter and like great chemistry we have on the show. But we actually don't like each other or as, even know each other. As soon as we turn off the camera, actually, we do not speak again. Oh, um, no, my scariest moment is when the original—not original, but like the first person who is like 
cursed and murders is in the hospital and he uh, 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 does all the like convulsing and like breaks the collarbone the the way he dies is so ugly (sighs) and it's disgusting and terrifying especially because like it starts off with just nurses running around being like we need someone and no one can solve it and then when all that blood gets caught in his Mm. i'm like "Mm -mm." that was the moment that like this whole movie was fine like i was like i am not squeamish in any way i didn't like that one I did not. It was the blood in the respirator that got it. I couldn't do it. And this guy, I mean, what was really powerful about that scene for me, not only is it look like such an ugly way to die, but he is surrounded by doctors and nurses. And no one can help him. That's the worst part. They're so helpless. They cannot save him from what's happening. And it's also upsetting that, like, he murdered his whole family, you know? And it wasn't him that did it, really. So it's like yeah, you he ha- actually murdered his friend and his friends. Oh, was wife. it his friends? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew he murdered someone, and I was like, well, it just Multiple sucks. People, it sucks that yeah. like he murders all these people, and you like are upset that he is a murderer, but also you're like, he didn't do this, and he doesn't he's deserve to die like this. He's a victim for sure. And it's like he's scary, and I'm scared of him, but at the same time, I'm also like, oh, he doesn't deserve this, and yeah, he it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that's so a that's scary ass. That's mine for sure. It stood out the most. Yeah. Ugh. All right. One of you two, take it away. Oh, all right. oh. Uh, okay. So it's kind of between like two different types of scares. One of them is like jump scare, which there are very few of in this film. And then the other one would be just like unsettling, which is a lot of the film. Uh, so for jump scare, it's probably like when they're driving in the rain and they like barely miss the truck, whatever, and then bam on the windshield. Oh, they that got that me. <laughs> it, Korean films do such an incredible job with momentum and force. And mm-hmm. I mean, somebody getting punched in a Korean movie feels so like mm, many of their filmmakers have really nailed that like visceral impact sort mm-hmm. of vibe. And it also, and yeah. like even in the moments after it had that realism of the windshield is shattered but it's bent inward. And so like the windshield wipers aren't hitting it anymore. And so it wasn't that like, hi cinema, this is how cars explode. It was just like, no, this is what it looks like after something like hits the windshield at that velocity. The unsettling thing for me was the first murder scene where the guy's sitting on the porch and his eyes are rolled back. I thought he was dead. And then I thought he was one of the victims. And then nope, I saw nope. him moving and I was like, Oh, yep. So that was quite scary for me, yeah. Also, the way that that scene is presented is so forensic, is so detailed. Mm. Yeah, and then you, and then they say like, yeah, no, it's him. He, he, he did it. And and then, and then uh, the main character looks down and sees uh, blood all over his hands, and we realize he's not a victim; he is the perpetrator. But then you realize at the end of the film, like, yeah, he was one of the victims too. He's being controlled or or possessed. Yeah. Um, I I thought he was dead too. So that scared me too. Oh yeah. He moved and he doesn't even move a lot. He like moves like shaking. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, he's alive. I don't like that at all. Oh boy. So scariest moment for me. I mean, there were some great ones, but I would have to say the scariest moment for me is when the main character at the very end of the movie goes home, uh, like this, like the woman in white told him not to do, mm. and as he walks over the threshold, that flower starts to wither, yeah. and you realize that whatever trap, ghost trap, or magical spell that she had put mm. on the house has failed, 
and then oh. you know what's going to be waiting for him inside mm-hmm. the house and my stomach just fell out all the doubt that i had of like is she trying to help is she trying to hurt i was like oh no she was trying to help and we've chosen wrong he's chosen wrong this is good what's waiting for him inside the house is his family gone and killed by his his possessed daughter and and then i remembered at the beginning of the movie you see a withered flower at the yes I thought the, about that too. Which makes you think <laughs> that she's leaving these hexes around. But again, the whole movie is about not understanding what you're seeing. Someone can do something or say something and you might think one thing, but another thing could be true. So it's just about how we all like, nobody's got any answers and you have to proceed with utmost caution um, in any, any conclusions that you jump to because Holy shit. But yeah, when, when that thing withers, I was like, no, oh no, it is all of everything she said was true. And yeah. you, and then it cuts to her slumped on the ground and you feel oh. like she's like, I failed to protect them. So even no. before you go in and see the carnage and see his family murdered, you get that like, boom, like, oh, that gut shot of no, this is what's going to happen is that, is that it is, you know, it is the worst thing we feared. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it was cool. interesting, too, because it's this kind of scare I've never gotten before. That dread scare of, Ooh. like, oh, no, I know what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah, that's a wild one, because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not gruesome. It's not a yeah. jump scare. It's just, like, oh, no. <laughs> it's, like, a, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's a, just, you ugh, feel it. Yeah. Because I remember, I, even, I wasn't fully sure what was happening, but as soon as I saw that, I was, like, oh, no. Like, something's yeah. not oh, good. No. That's the end and of I innocence. Was, like that's yeah. like flowers wilting. Always a bad sign. Always, always. bad. <laughs> always it can't bad. be good. No. And they did such a good job with it too, because mm. it's really subtle in mm. the fact that like I almost didn't know what was happening mm. with it. I just saw it hanging, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's interesting." And then I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" <laughs> I'm like, "Don't will out of all things, please." And then they looked like little skulls. Yeah, uh, I mm. noticed that too. I was like, "They look like little skulls," and I didn't know if it was purposeful or just a happy coincidence. Mm. But I was yeah, like, "Yeah, who knows." Oh. Either way. With the level of d- detail and precision put into the prop right. set design, who I just knows? assumed it was yeah. just, yeah, like supposed to look like skulls because it's like flowers, pretty, but also it's just like the town where it's like, it's mm. pretty, the town is pretty, but something not good is here. Same with the flowers where it's like, they're really yeah. pretty, but they do look like skulls. Yeah. 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 So. Just, uh, yeah, just to put a button on it, the short version of what my biggest scare was, mm. was the moment at the very end of the film when I realized that this was going to be a supernatural tragedy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not just a supernatural horror. Yep. Just, oh, so sad. Oh, but, man. Yeah. The, the title really came home there at the end, the whale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the sounds, really the sounds that he made there after finding his family dead were like truly bone chilling. So mm. rough. Oh my god. Rough movie. Very good movie. <laughs> yeah. Which... I am super, 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 super glad that you guys watched this movie. I'm oh I've been trying to watch it. Not because I like I would always get busy or something would happen right when I would try to watch it and I would have to pause it. So when you suggested it, it was like finally, it's time. I, I have a reason. I have to watch it. Yeah. And it was so good. It was worth it. Oh my god, it was so, so good. When we talked about like the list of movies that you were interested in, I said the wailing, and then Nikki made like an ungodly noise. It's like, ah, oh, it's the wailing, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. You said you knew because when it was suggested yeah. that she like exploded. So yep. yeah, I was right. like, that's the one. I was very yeah, excited. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I'm really glad you guys picked this one. This was, oh, a it was great. wild. I'm so glad good. I got to yeah. Oh, that means we Talk get to rate it. it now, and I'm really excited oh, yeah. to rate this movie. We get to choose a scale. Yeah, we gotta choose a good rating scale. Mm. Um 
Oh, God. I had, uh, all I had was uh, extreme bloody noses, blood spurts. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Gallons yeah. of bloody nose blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just. Uh, oh, that's that scene was so good. The puke, too, when he starts vomiting. <laughs> I wonder... Kay has a phobia of vomit, so as soon as I... that happened, I was like, Oh, it was so I was like, much. <laughs> it was so much. It was worse it was so than the uh, worse than the milk spurt from oh uh, from, from evil which dead. one evil yeah. dead yeah when she just like stump spurting milk yeah <laughs> it was nonstop his nose started to bleed and I went that's a lot of blood and then it really started to bleed and I went really okay okay I was like dial it in what's happening <laughs> yeah it almost makes me wonder if he's supernatural too or is becoming a monster or something yeah. because uh-huh. he said. And again, we can't really trust anything that anybody says in this fucking movie. Right. But he said that the man started off as a man, but yeah. then as he became more and more evil and 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 like took more and more evil into him, maybe he became less and less human and more like a ghost or a demon. Um, yeah. So I wonder if he's like somewhere oh. in that transition. Yeah, I wonder if like him getting so close to her mm. and mm-hmm. her being so good is yeah. what just drove the last bit of like humanity out of mm. him. That's. That, well, I don't, I don't know about the last bit of humanity, but, like, but I think that her her presence was anathema to him. Oh, like, yeah. She, to being, like, she was yeah. attacking him, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I see him as like a demi-demon, where he's yeah, not like yeah. full demon yet, but he's got a demon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. That's, I agree. I think you're right. So, yeah. Uh, he's on his way. Sh- yeah. Shaman nosebleeds. Shaman nest. <laughs> yeah, I put shaman nest. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I also have murder shrooms <laughs> because that was like the opinion. It was, it was it's, oh it's shrooms. <laughs> I love that the cops decide that it's like a bad batch of bad mushroom shrooms. tea. And the tonic. They're like, oh, it's oh, the tonic. Yeah. Like, it's the, the mushroom tonic. Because you, know you know how psychedelics make you massacre your family. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Uh, if PSAs from the 70s have taught me anything, it is that. <laughs> uh, there's the loin Reaper claws. madness. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I do love shaman nests. I think All that's right. a great. Creepy. Okay. How many creepy how many stick good shaman, oh, nests? shaman oh. nests? Is there Listen. anything more revolting than a human being making a nest? Ooh. Okay, hold on. Well. Because <laughs> now I've got a story. <laughs> is it the am I the asshole with the nest? Wait, yep. what? The Reddit, am I the asshole thing? Am I the asshole? Oh, wait, is that a Reddit thing? Yeah. I've never been on Reddit in my not? life. Somebody, somebody made a nest. Wait, and stop. Asked- Don't make fun of it yet because I'm going to tell a story and then I'm going to look like the asshole with the nest. <laughs> <laughs> when I- Listen, when I was little. My I partner won- Aaron loves am I the asshole, by the way. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Because you both were saying it. I was like, I hope someone understands. I don't know what this is. Okay. Is it a thing? I'll tell you about it after. Okay. I want to hear about your nest. Thank you. <laughs> when I was little, my dad was like, hey, you have your own room now. What do you want? And I said, a nest. <laughs> and I wanted awesome. him to build me basically the nest from this movie. And he was on board. He was going to build me like this beautiful <laughs> Stick okay. nest with a oh, little sticks. Well, yeah, sticks. I thought there was gonna be blankets, but well, there are. Yeah. They're inside okay. the nest. Well, I wanted oh. like those big Parmesan cushions. Oh. Uh, okay. And in my defense, uh-huh. it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so, please don't hate on the nest too. Hard. Okay. So, Kate, <laughs> run. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I, I think Kate, we'll <laughs> I think what we've learned is that if a human being starts building a nest of sticks, um, we should fear them. And yes. And that's what we've learned. Yeah. Uh, if the wailing taught me anything. Yeah. 
Well, you'll be happy to know you're not the asshole. Oh. You might be the demon, but you're not oh, the asshole. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, in the Am I the Asshole, yeah. it was a oh, oh couple. Oh my god, I think I've read this. Yeah, where the partner <laughs> was like, oh, there. well, I keep all of my dirty and clean clothes bundled together into a human nest on the floor, and yeah. you can't touch it or clean it. And you have to give it a chance. It's very cozy. And she was like, am I the asshole for saying, fuck no, get a bed? <laughs> I thought that was, I read yeah. that and I I was like, okay, listen, at least my nest was sticks. <laughs> at least I was a child and it was sticks. I, I think, think the child's the important part. Then. Yeah, right. I don't know. I think, I think do what you do what you want, but uh, <laughs> please don't ask me to get into your human filthiness. No. Like, That's disgusting. No, thank you. Yeah, it's mean, the you, dirty I mean, clothes that were like the thing for you me. You have to give it a chance. I'd be like, absolutely. I'm sorry. I, do not. I just think that anything that's like nesting behavior is probably, <laughs> probably needs, you need, probably need to see a shrink. I don't know. Maybe. maybe hey, God. What, what do you think I would have become had he gave me the nest? <laughs> hey, I, I, I mean, I, I I'm <laughs> terrified to know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm weird, think? but. <laughs> In another timeline, perhaps, you had your nest. There's another timeline right now where Nikki is just a full bird. (laughs) You're like Moira Rose. I'm like pecking at other. (laughs) You know how you have like, (laughs) you have like those girls in high school who are like too into being like a cat. That's me, but with birds. If I had gone down that timeline. God. It didn't happen. Let's rate this movie. Don't talk (laughs) about my nest. Human nests. Okay. So uh, what we've been doing is just counting to three and then holding up what out of five what we uh would rate this movie got it yeah. Yeah. so okay so three two one oh. all fives yeah. Yeah. yeah the delay five was perfect human yeah. nests <laughs> perfect shaman nest I, oh yeah i that's a perfect five, 15 this time the 15 total shaman nests that's way that's too many a, huh? that's a lot that's, that that's could do a, a village. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole village oh. worth of shaman nests. Yeah, yeah. fifteen too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't give this anything other than a five. No, it was so no. good. It's so good. So, mean, so 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 good. Yeah, the I things know. that made me mad were not about the movie. No. It was about like mm-hmm. my inability to do better. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think the movie was gorgeous and sad and like poignant and yeah. unsettling in good ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, especially I think you're. I think you're being. Yeah. I think you're being too hard on yourself. No. I think that. <laughs> I think that this author knew exactly what they were doing. The yeah. uh, the director is also the writer. Nahan yeah. Jin wrote yep. and directed this. And mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was doing and intended to lead you through a roller coaster of suspicion and emotion and then back around to where you started, which makes us all feel kind of like a fool. Yeah. And the fact that he cast this guy who pulled off this perfect, mm-hmm. lovable fool is so perfect because in the realms of death and grief, we are all fools. <laughs> we are all out of our depth. Not, we're all struggling for meaning. Mm. And I think that's a really powerful, Damn. Uh, to hear, to hear like what inspired him just yeah. moves me a lot that's, because. Yeah. yeah. That's especially what did it for me. Once you did nerd corner and talked about all yeah. of that, I was like that. It made sense too. Oh, and then wow. also like hearing everyone's like time theories and everything and being able to, cause I didn't understand it obviously after I finished oh, it. So I was really excited to talk and be like, what the fuck? And then once we did and we pieced it together, I just, everything fell into place. And I was like, oh shit. And it just made it that much better. Mm -hmm. I really loved it. It was gorgeous too. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just like a cherry on top. The fact that it was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. The lighting was- So well made. So well made. Incredible. Yeah. 
I loved it. Yeah. It's a two and a half hour movie I'll watch again, which is Honestly, rare. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to. I Especially because, yeah. like, I do want to hear the police station fart. I, oh, I yeah. don't want to meet an iconic <laughs> fart, you, yes. did you miss the fart? I, I rewound it. I rewound it several times because I was trying to figure out which of the two characters did it. And I, uh, both are hilarious. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a wrong answer. You know I'm, what? Just I'm, like the wailing has no proper like theory of the events because yeah. we're dealing with mysticism no one could say who farted no a fart and has he- no owner in this this movie <laughs> i and and like and but that's also and like i know it's hilarious but it's funny that there's these moments within this movie that mm-hmm. are so poignant and beautiful and then there's a fart like it's great farting, and it yeah. mm-hmm. doesn't feel out of place because they're really real characters and yeah. real God. people so yeah yeah they uh, are attacked by zo- a, a literal oh zombie oh my God. And it is both deeply horrific, utterly hilarious, yeah. totally traumatizing. And, and like we were cracking up in one second and then going, oh, my God, in the next. Yeah. Yeah. It, that zombie, it, like I was just like, oh, oh, there's a zombie now. OK. And then yep. it was like funny watching them bumble around. Yeah. Trying it's to, like, like, oh, he's still going. <laughs> yeah. It, looked, it oh absolutely my God. looked like <laughs> they hit it in the head with a rake. Like, and oh, the rake is like stuck in its skull. Just like, just like, <laughs> he oh, was just man. so like not upset just unbothered like they were yeah. stabbing and he was like stop like yeah. I, not right now Catherine Tate oh, not bothered wow. yeah. <laughs> genuinely upsetting just oh god so yeah I mean that that's it I just love this movie yeah, yeah. I'm so I excited like to watch it again that wraps up our discussion yeah I think so yeah so yeah. we'll do our little wrap up and then I want you to plug your show again at the end oh sure thank yeah. you yeah since we were so bad at introducing oh you literally just kept talking about the movie and then I went do you want to yeah. say your name or what <laughs> yeah do you, do you, I mean, we, we can always go back and add something if you want otherwise I'm, I'm cool with whatever so Listen. why lie to the people about how we are yeah why make it seem like we're <laughs> polished in any way oh cool no I mean I enjoy your brand so thank you I'm glad <laughs> So that's our discussion of The Wailing. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show, and it's just also really nice to read what you say. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go With It. Every Wednesday, we'll post the movie for the week, and when I remember, slash when Nikki <laughs> reminds me, I will say where you can find the movie. And our extended show notes are on our website, justgoalwithitpod.com, and that's where we'll post all the memes that we referenced, yeah. all the videos that we quoted, yeah. uh, that sort of thing, and also like the show notes. And you could also look at our Patreon, patreon.com slash it. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons, Kim, Kelly, Neher, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, and Kayla. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and Robbie, would you like to plug? Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Just first of all, I want to thank the two of you so much for oh, having me on. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love being part of any time uh, fun, intelligent, wonderful, lovely people talk about oh horrible, God. grotesque, evil things. <laughs> <Horrible. laughs> Blood and farts so, over here. Yeah, <laughs> so I am uh, just super happy to be part of this. And uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I also have a show called Could Have Been Heroes. It is a fantasy, fairy tale, weirdo thing that's about one-third funny one-third pretty cool sad and one-third horrifying so (laughs) (laughs) so i hope that uh you come over and give us give us a listen if you don't hate the sound of my voice (laughs) um, voice. i do talk a lot on the show because uh i'm the like narrator so if uh if you hate the sound of my voice you can go ahead and give us a pass (laughs) because Uh, you will be disappointed because I do talk a lot. But if uh, you don't hate the sound of my voice, come give us a listen. That would be great. 
Uh, I just want to specifically say that when Kate told me about your podcast, I was like, oh, well, I'll check it out. And the first thing I texted Kate was, oh, wait, who's the, like, narrator? Because, like, their voice is smooth. Yeah. Like, I specifically <laughs> yeah. was like, I don't know who that is, but, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you so, are too kind. I am uh, such a sociopath. We all were listening back. Like, Amanda has obviously, uh, on, on our show is Amanda from Wine and Crime. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously heard a lot of her own voice. Um, oh, yeah. Because she's been podcasting for years now. But everybody else was a first time record and listen. So we recorded it, listened back, and everyone is cringing. And I'm such a sociopath. I was like, damn, I sound good. <laughs> <laughs> that Like, I feel like you and I go through, like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. And yeah. then other times yeah. I'm like, what the fuck just came out of my mouth? Yeah. Do I sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> Who let and, uh, that duck in here? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wild. have that. I, I definitely have, you know, I'm I'm not a narcissist. I have huge cringe moments <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> with, like, my writing and all that stuff. But just my voice, I wasn't super sensitive about the sound of it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Top right. notch. No, oh, don't sell yourself, sure. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, it's smooth like murder. <laughs> there you go. That's I do a lot perfect. of funny voices, too, so... <laughs> And a lot of heartbreaking ones like Doderfell and oh. Kel. And I'm just, I'm going to list all my favorite NPCs now, but oh, a lot of amazing voices. You. I, I, yeah. you know, a lot of that is, um, uh, it, you know, the like 25 years of experience I have like doing I different voices and, and stuff. <laughs> so, so I have a ton of experience doing like doing voices and stuff. But the other part of it is that my partner, Aaron actually does all of our editing and sound production yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. And he does such a good job putting like really cool little minimal effects and stuff on the voices. And he produces the hell out of our show. I am so proud of him. And the gentleman hunter. So- I just did an interview (laughs) as him with another show called fantasy talk show. There's this, there's this guy who does, who interviews your fictional character. And I did an interview as him for his Halloween episode. So I can't wait. Um, uh, for you to hear that insane <laughs> thing. I basically just slipped into a fugue state for an hour. And I'm not 100% sure what I even said. Uh, a lot of it was very creepy and about eating people. So I hope that uh, it's not too traumatizing. Yeah, the norm. Yeah, got it. Or that it is. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> spooky season, bitches. Oh, love Hell it. yes. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much so for excited. joining us. Yeah, thank you. This, this was, was a blast. Awesome. Please have I me mean, back anytime. Oh, yeah. I would love to do this again. Yeah, if you don't mind that we don't introduce you and we rarely, rarely make any <laughs> oh, sense and we're not the no, parallel, I come back. I'm cool with that. No. I like that we were like, do you guys want to do the clap and count in? And then I went, I'm recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, good luck. We're very with, professional. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I forgot yeah. to. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Okay, I'll be fine. Yeah. I got this. I'm not even worried. Nah. So we're professionals uh-huh. <laughs> I'm oh. not worried stairs down tunnel into the future <laughs> <laughs> eyes get really wide you can see the whites all the way around yeah. <laughs> well let's just stare off into the distance to end this uh, beautiful episode yeah. that's a good audio me... ending is just staring, <laughs> yeah, staring. staring. The silence can, out. can you hear <laughs> our <laughs> eyes widening? can you hear us staring we, no, just... let's, let's whistle and see if we can find any poison oh. toy- soy sauce around oh, us oh, oh I can definitely whistle <laughs> That's me whistling. I'll edit mine in. Wait a minute. Alright, fuck you guys. (laughs) What's in that pot? Is that a bird?
number one baby. I'm the baby. <laughs> <laughs>